Welcome to Try Friend Heroes, a Legend of Zelda podcast. I'm Ellen. I'm Kayla. I'm Kazum. <laughs> and today we're talking about spirit tracks. Yay. Choo choo. I mean, woo woo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where's, when is the train going to make you the train? Did you? <laughs> yeah. Where's your background train? Did you like, did you call the company and be like, I need you at this time? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to change all your shipping schedule so that you i can hear you passing at this time <laughs> yeah anyway in this game here are you ready for my uh pithy introduction that i yeah. always write i don't know if this one is as funny it's fine we'll find <laughs> out won't we in this game a burgeoning train engineer must partner up with the ghost of a princess traveling the land oh. and restoring the spirit tracks that had kept the demon king maladis under control until he was released by a suspicious double-hatted chancellor and an apprentice locomo who desired more power that's the end of my summary nice it's yeah. good uh, it was pretty good i was like <laughs> what happened in this game it was a little bit confusing it was a convoluted story <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah this is the sequel to phantom hourglass it takes place whatever several generations after phantom hourglass and it was released in 2019 to, I would say, mostly good reception. But there are some criticisms, which I definitely agree with. And uh, it was so it had like instead of being like 10 out of 10, it's like eight out and a half out of 10 or nine out of 10. So I mean, it's like really well ranked, a really well ranked game. But I think like the Zelda series has high expectations, right? So it's kind of yes, you know, people people had high expectations anyway it sold uh 2.96 million copies which is about 60 percent of what phantom hourglass sold so not that great not the lowest selling game not that not not amazing but yeah i don't know a moderately popular game that was pretty good (laughs) that's what i that's what i that's what i gathered from my quick uh checking of of the rankings (laughs) it was all right it was fine um (laughs) Well, like, I think the, some of the criticism was like, it's a really good game. It's great and all, but it's like, and it was very similar to Phantom Hourglass, yeah. Um, obviously. And some people, like, I think one of the other criticisms was like Zelda's, uh, like the Phantom speed is like so slow. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's definitely true. That's definitely true. And, and just some other things like also Zelda's characterization, some people didn't like, which I definitely agree with, um, but whatever. Those are those are the but all the other things were like it's cute it's fun like it's a, it's mm-hmm. Zelda you know and people seem to like driving the train so whatever yeah <laughs> they're like the train mechanic is fun <laughs> like okay uh, anything that gives you a dedicated make noise button is good by me mm-hmm. <laughs> it also has a train with a can with a cannon which is like I mean I can get behind that <laughs> I had more fun like shooting rocks than I did attacking mm-hmm. like enemies with the boat so. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, one of the other things that people, uh, one of the other criticisms was like the explore freedom of exploration isn't as great, which kind of makes sense because you're on tracks. So there's yeah. that. you can you can explore some of the area with on different tracks, and like it's not required to use all the tracks. But anyway, whatever. But yeah, so it was a good game, and it came out in 2009 in December. It was released at like different dates in December, which is two years after Phantom Hourglass, and it was also after the DSI was released and like around the time the dsi xl was released so i think the reason they chose to release it this time was to like increase content available for the dsi and like increase sales of the dsi so um and it was also re-released on wii virtual console in 2016 apparently i don't know how you play uh a ds game on the wii u but <laughs> it's a thing that you can do apparently 
Well, they have the um, the, uh, it has a touch the gamepad as one screen yeah. and the TV is another. The TV screen, is the top screen. So. Okay, that would yeah. make sense. Mm-hmm. It seems so different than like looking at both of them. Like one you're going to be looking at close to you, and then one is like far away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's probably the best system to emulate the DS of definitely. All the ones we have, though, so. Um, anyway, so let's segue to Kayla. This is what my notes say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it takes place about 100 years after Wind Waker and Phantom Hourglass in the new kingdom that was founded by Tetra, creatively named New Hyrule. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can get out of Hyrule, but you can't get away from evil. <laughs> <laughs> this land has been historically watched over by the also creatively named Spirits of Good, who once stopped a great evil called Maladus by covering the land in railroad tracks called the Spirit Tracks that all connected to the Tower of Spirits and kept this Demon King sealed away. Just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with your comment to just yeah. go with it. <laughs> I was like, I okay, definitely do sure. have questions about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a lot of questions about things in this game, but I was like, it's like, you know, it's the Zelda format. It's like, we're going to go to the mm-hmm. temples and whatever, it, you know, mm-hmm. like, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, they go they go whole hog in the train thing though. Like <laughs> I know, they definitely do. It was definitely like a really like a train sim, but in a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Cause you have to drive the train. Like anyway, what if we finish your story? Yeah, I feel like someone was like, What if we drove a train? And they're like, That's fun. What if the entire game is based around trains? So, driving trains. <laughs> There's Everything evil has trains. To be trains. Everything yes. is trains. <laughs> so yeah, unsurprisingly, this kingdom relies heavily on train travel. And in the current time, a young boy named Link, no relation apparently. Has finished all his training and is ready to attend the ceremony that will acknowledge him as an official royal that, engineer. Uh, training, yes, <laughs> train training, yeah, training train for training. training. <laughs> Good content. <laughs> this means traveling to Hyrule Castle for an audience with Princess Zelda herself. Zelda presents Link with his official certificate, but she's hounded and harried throughout the process by her chancellor, a little man named Cole. And at the end, she secretly passes Link a letter along with a whispered warning to beware of Cole. The puns are really excessive in this mm-hmm. game, too. There's a <laughs> lot of puns. names that are, like, <laughs> yes. Cole and, like, Ferris and isn't one of the locomotives, like, Ember? Steam. And- Steam, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. I was like, all right, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> the letter asks Link to sneak back into the castle to meet with Zelda privately so she can ask him an important favor, along with the map to a secret entrance to her quarters. Link follows it to find her, and Zelda tells him about how some of the spirit tracks have been disappearing lately. And she asks for his help to leave the castle without Cole noticing, so she can visit the sage who lives in the Tower of Spirits and find out what's going on. This trip, of course, does not go as planned, as the tracks to the tower disappear literally from underneath the train, causing them to derail and nearly crash. And up ahead, they see a strange dark power envelop the Tower of Spirits and break it into pieces. As they stand there gawking, Cole appears to confront them, revealing himself to be a demon in disguise who hopes to resurrect Maladus now that the spirit tracks are disappearing. With the help of a lackey named Burn. He knocks Link aside and expels Zelda's spirit from her body, taking the empty shell away with them. Link recovers and reunites with Zelda's disembodied spirit, and they once again make their way to the Tower of Spirits, managing to actually arrive this time. Inside, they meet an old woman named Anjin, one of the Lokomos who serve the spirits of good and watch over the land. Anjin explains how the flow of energy along the spirit tracks between the Tower of Spirits and its four surrounding temples is what keeps Maladus locked away. And when the seal is broken, Cole and Burn will be able to resurrect Maladus with a suitable vessel. That, of course, being the now-empty body of Princess Zelda. Zelda, understandably less than thrilled with this idea, urgently asks what can be done to prevent this, and Anjin explains that they need to restore the spirit tracks by first finding the four rail maps within the Tower of Spirits, and then journeying to each of the temples to restore their power. 
Each temple is protected by another Lakomo, who will help them on their way. So off they go, climbing the tower and trekking across the land to restore the spirit tracks. On their return before the last temple, Burn confronts and attacks them, only to be stopped by Anjin, who reveals that Burn is a Lakomo himself, and even used to be her apprentice, before he grew frustrated with serving the spirits and left to seek greater power. Anjin sends Link and Zelda off to continue their quest, while she stays behind to fight her former student. Link and Zelda worry for a bit, but they decide to obey her words, and hurry off to complete the last temple. When they return to the tower and finally climb toward its peak, they are confronted by Burn again, who tells them that their efforts to restore the spirit tracks were too late, as Maldus has already begun his resurrection. They fight him and win, but he still has enough energy to limp up to the top of the tower and beg the freshly resurrected Maladus to grant him power. The answer to that turns out to be a resounding no, <laughs> as Maladus blasts him with a burst of dark energy, and Cole sneers that obviously the demon cake would never grant such power to someone who used to serve the spirits. Since Maladus is still adjusting to his existence in Zelda's body, the two of them depart for the Dark Realm to finish growing their power. Zelda despairs over the loss of her body, but the fortunately not dead Anjin appears to calm her down. Everyone retreats to the train, even dragging along the unconscious Burn, to discuss what to do next. Anjin explains that there had been a powerful weapon called the Bow of Light during the war between the spirits and the Demon King, and that it might be able to force Maladus out of Zelda's body. She sends them off to one last temple to retrieve this weapon, but when they return with it, she admits that she doesn't know how to find Maladus in the Dark Realm. Fortunately, Burn, of all people, pipes up with a solution. Beneath the Tower of Spirits is something called the Compass of Light, which can show them the way. Anjin grants Link a powerful sacred sword once wielded by the spirits, and then he and Zelda go off to find the compass and enter the Dark Realm. Within, the two of them confront Maladus and Cole, and use the Bow of Light to expel Maladus from Zelda's body. The explosive force of this separation sends them all crashing out of the Dark Realm and back to Hyrule, where Maladus isn't quite ready to give up the fight. He attempts to retake Zelda's body, but Burn throws up a protective magical shield to stop him, and urges Zelda to hurry and reclaim her own body. She manages to do so, and just in time, as a furious Maladus breaks through the shield and attacks Burn, destroying him in an instant. Cole cheers this on and encourages his king to recapture Zelda, but Maladus has a different idea. He instead takes over Cole's body, gaining a monstrous physical form for one last desperate confrontation. It's a difficult fight, but working together and using the Sacred Sword and the Bow of Light, Link and Zelda manage to defeat the Demon King once and for all. They celebrate their victory a bit somberly, but Anjin comes forward to tell them that there should be no regrets, as Burn made his sacrifice willingly. She also explains that the Lakomo, as servants of the spirits, don't disappear so easily, and that Burn will rejoin them in time. She also says that she believes the Lakomo are no longer needed to watch over mankind, as they seem to be doing quite well on their own. And with a few fond words of farewell and thanks, Anjin and the rest of her people return to the heavens. And in the newfound peace, Zelda and Link return to their lives as princess and engineer, but with a powerful bond connecting them still. The end. Yay! Trains! And mm -hmm. in the end, friendship was the best thing ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> trains. So many trains. <laughs> There's like evil trains and like demon trains and like mm -hmm. like Bullet spirit. Trains. There's regular trains, spirit trains. <laughs> so many trains. <laughs> I was uh, I was telling Cosmo Kayla I didn't finish playing this game, but I was I watched like a playthrough at the of the part that I didn't finish. And I was like, oh my god, train face-off at the end. <laughs> they have to, you have to fight the train, the demon train. I was like, yeah. the train battle is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks really fun. I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. I only have like, a couple hours <laughs> left to finish. I'm like, getting the stupid compass. But mm -hmm. also the Dark Realm looks really cool visually. I was like, oh, I'm so mm -hmm. sad I didn't get there yet. I, I was like in the Dark Realm and then I saw the actual visual and I was like, oh. It's all purple yeah. and like gr weird mm -hmm. and green, <laughs> lime green. <laughs> there's little anyway, skulls on sticks <laughs> around the tracks. Yeah, that's how you know it's dark. Oh yeah, there's like dark train tracks. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, and there's like a portal you have to go to. Anyway, it looks pretty dope. That's all I'm trying to say. But I thought it was really amusing and delighted by the fact that there's like a train fight. But also then mm-hmm. I was thinking about it and I was like, actually, like this game mimics the structure of Phantom Hourglass. It's like very similar to structure of Phantom Hourglass. Yes. In the last mm-hmm. battle, you have to fight the ghost ship. So it's like actually kind of the same. Yeah. So you fight hmm. the demon train instead of there's like demon train instead of ghost ship, the structure yeah. and the game is like generally very similar. So mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. I like the train battle demon better train. than the ghost ship battle. Mm-hmm. It felt a little more involved. Like the ghost ship battle, you're just kind of tapping constantly while it moved you mm-hmm. from side to side automatically. So True. Um well then after the, the vehicle battle, you then fight the possessed friend battle. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the same. And then yeah. you also have to it uses the top screen as like the back of the fight as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's like very, very conceptually similar. Uh, mm-hmm. At least in the yes. way that it, the story is different, but it's structured very similarly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this explicitly takes place around 100 years after uh, Phantom Hourglass. So this Zelda is the great, great granddaughter of Tetra. Yeah, and Linebeck III is the great, great grandson yeah. of Linebeck. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then old, there's like the old Nico. <laughs> Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nico's still alive, even though he's got to be like Grandson. 120 or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, go get stamps for me. And then I was like, mm-hmm. there was one where there was one where it was like super dangerous. And I was like, I'm getting it for Nico. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's one like right at the top of the Tower of Spirits, suit. Like, who put this fucking stamp station yeah. here? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the I first few are easy to get moves. to, like a normal like tourist collection thing. And then you're like, who put these here <laughs> with the lady? Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> Like I'm down. I, was like, for I can it. understand I just, why you didn't get funny. these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, you went to the top of Tower of Spirits. <laughs> He's like, yeah, <laughs> I did, <laughs> and I got a stamp for it. <laughs> I like the yeah. stamp. There's also like a, really a descendant of Gonzo there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Alfonso. Yeah. No wait. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Gonzo and Wind yes. Waker, and the descendant is Alfonso. Uh, Alfonso. Mm-hmm. I was really yes. Yeah. And he looks exactly the same, of course. Yeah. Yes. And there's someone who and looks exactly seen... like Jolene, which just adds more questions to the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was all a dream ending of Phantom Hourglass. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> whatever. I'm not bringing she it up. She looks like Jolene. <laughs> I didn't get to that on PC. Who's... Oh, it's... Who's, um, who... She runs like a fighting minigame in Castletown. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> you just like battle a lot of enemies. It looks like Jolene. Maybe it was Jolene's sister. But like Linebeck, maybe. Linebeck is real, so maybe Jolene's real. We talked mm-hmm. about this. Well, <laughs> okay. Like, Actually, okay. So what if um, Jolene is a real person that Linebeck knew before he was ghost shipped away, and him being in the ghost ship world like actualized Jolene and his her sister as like so like manifested was... like his like yeah. worst fear version of Jolene <laughs> yeah. down or whatever. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so you're saying she was real but she wasn't in she wasn't in the phantom but that wasn't the real wasn't her in phantom yeah. so he like meets yeah. up with the uh, real possibly. jolene later he's like i had this crazy dream and you were chasing me down in a pirate ship and she's like what the fuck are you on? <laughs> <laughs> all i'm saying is jolene other jolene and line in my head canon jolene and linebeck got together after the phantom hourglass incident and that's how you have linebeck the third and jolene person <laughs> whatever her npc name is <laughs> I can't not just they needed to reuse sprites <laughs> yes <laughs> i was really happy that they brought back linebeck and linebeck's mm-hmm. theme it doesn't even matter that he's mm-hmm. like, two yeah, seconds. Really so i was like yay linebeck. Yeah. <laughs> yay and it's like quote unquote not linebeck but it's exactly like linebeck 
Mm-hmm. They should have just made like old man lineback. They made old man Nico, but they couldn't make old man lineback. How weird. Yeah. <laughs> also, this is totally unrelated, but I really enjoyed Link's train conductor uniform. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I was really happy back. when I could get it back later on. <laughs> How do you get it back? Because like, I also didn't do that. Uh, if you get enough stamps for Nico, he gives it back to you. Oh, that's oh, how you do. Oh. I always wondered what I was risking my life to get all these stamps for. <laughs> yeah. Don't you have to get 10 for him or 5? I forget. I think if ten? you get 15, you get the train okay. uniform back. I think you get other I didn't get enough. I had like 5 points. or 6. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I got enough this of that. This is important. Because like, it's really Yay. cute. <laughs> yes. It is cute. I would definitely have worn it all the rest of the time if mm-hmm. I could. I mean, like, the, the green uniform is, court, but, uh, is cute, but if you're going to be, like, a, in train land, you might as well have your mm-hmm. cute train conductor uniform. Yeah. You yes, know? Yes. <laughs> I do like the implied lore of the, like, castle guards having, like, Link's uniform. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're clothed in the green of the fields. They're the heroes. Yes. You know? <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Zelda. the little, like, stained glass of Tetra. In the mm-hmm. castle, yeah. in her Tetra, like get up, like <laughs> yeah. And there's so um, you know it's Tetra, well, not just a random Zelda, <laughs> <laughs> not just a Zelda. <laughs> and Zelda's explicitly doesn't she say something in the dialogue about Tetra at one point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, she like, says like Tetra help, like act, act for strength. Yeah, from yeah, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. At the end, she explicitly calls out Tetra, and then like a like, couple oh, other dialogues, like obviously are talking about Tetra, even if they Tetra. don't say her name. So mm-hmm. yeah. Very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this link doesn't appear to be related to that link, even though he's identical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a gener- like generic little blonde boy from New Hyrule or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think the like spirit of courage just makes you look like a just makes you look like a link and then makes you makes people trust you implicitly when they see you. Mm-hmm. totally that's definitely it. it makes you look like a link it's kind of like how there's like yeah there's extra ricks and wardies there's just links. <laughs> <laughs> and zeldas <laughs> oh the zelda is explicitly descended from tetra so that well all the zeldas are descended from the yeah all the zeldas, zeldas are implicitly right? related to each other this one has like an explicit oh, yeah, like, okay, that's fair, generational yeah. relation but yeah, yeah sometimes they're like you have the because they have also it's like like what you said they're part of the royal family and then they have the triforce and so therefore they look like a zelda you know or yeah. they are a zelda <laughs> but if you're but it's like oh but there's no like necessarily direct relationship or whatever <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. i yeah, don't this know. is the only don't one where it's like this is the great great grandchild of this one rather than yeah <laughs> and them all just sort of vaguely being related because they're in the same royal line yeah exactly <laughs> a zelda <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> don't ask don't ask questions. This whole game is like don't ask yeah. questions. Like why am I drawing yeah. paint? Don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um I liked Cole's design with his with his two hats covering his yes. horns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this guy's really suspicious, and then the hats came off mm-hmm. and I was like, no wonder. <laughs> it's like, why does he need two hats? <laughs> Cover up his How did he think that was gonna go over? He should have just worn one big hat. It's way less suspicious. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was too concerned about not being suspicious because his whole his whole his act was suspicious. Is suspicious too. Yeah. He is suspicious yeah. background music. That's really much more mm-hmm. concerning. Yeah, his expressions <laughs> are something else. Yeah, it was really creepy. It was almost as creepy as the happy mask salesman, but like mm-hmm. explicitly creepy. You know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. he also had like the angles going on in his like uh in his <laughs> speech you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's what i remember at least <laughs> that's the way mm-hmm. i'm choosing to remember it <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh maladus is mostly just a generic evil spirit dude blob. but i do want to point out that he yeah. is named after the world record holder for speed for steam locomotives which is a blue oh. train built in 1938 called the mallard oh in some of the languages he's just straight up called mallard oh, <laughs> oh. i definitely didn't realize it made it a little s- more demony in this uh in this version so. yeah yeah, Maladus definitely sounds like a demon. I didn't realize until you were <laughs> literally reading your summary just now that Anjin is a pun of engine. So yeah, <laughs> okay, thank God, thank God. <clears throat> well, because I, yeah, I, I didn't realize that was, one for uh, a little while, but um, <laughs> Anjin, like I don't know, yeah, Anjin, and then I thought his name was Byron, <laughs> not Burn. That makes way more sense. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, here the locomos. Yeah, they're pun names. So you got Anjin, Gage, Steam, mm-hmm. Carbon, and Rail. <laughs> yeah. Then all the other characters, some mm-hmm. of the other characters have pun mm-hmm. names too, like Burn, and then Ferris is mm-hmm. the train yeah. otaku. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just looking at Anjin's name in other languages. It looks like it's a pun of like wheel. There's like Excel mm-hmm. in French. Mm. Mm. Shadin in Japanese, which apparently names means wheel. I learned. Mm. Yeah, so they have pun names. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just like the um the speedy you train. The puns. Name. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, the train is also very blue, which I think is yeah a reference to the yeah. blue train. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so charming. Yeah, it definitely does look like the demon train, though. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it broke that record in mm-hmm. 1938, and the record still holds. So. For oh, wow. steam, so they steam didn't trains, make a faster yeah. steam train. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure the like uh, bullet trains go faster than that, but <laughs> yeah, that's pretty Probably. respectable. When 126 miles per hour. Oh yeah, it's also a cute little train, like Lynx train, where it has like just like enough room for the. Mm-hmm. This is like the locomotive, and then there's, you know, like there's little windows for the driver and stuff. Like it's all cute and short. So charming. Oh, cool. <laughs> today i learned yeah there's your train trivia for the train episode <laughs> it's okay this game is clearly designed for train otaku it's like you have to mm-hmm. drive it has like the same it's not just like go forward and back it's like there's go forward and like pop like slow down like uh stop going forward and backwards and mm-hmm. then go faster right yeah so it has mm-hmm. like an actual like stick thing like how you would actually drive a train yeah which is funny it's like it doesn't have to be like that but they made it like Yeah, it was that. made <laughs> with a lot of loving attention to the train Trains. aspect of this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I like when you have to take a passenger and they're like, make sure you follow the signs. It's like, I don't want to fucking follow the mm-hmm. signs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a real engineer. No. In fact, I'm a really bad engineer. <laughs> I drive through stops all the time. <laughs> you have to be really, really careful when you have a passenger and they like don't like it when you go fast and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm trying for us to not die. I'm not trying for your comfort, okay? <laughs> like when they, like, yell at you train. when you get attacked, and you're like, how is this my fault? <laughs> yeah. I'm a goddamn engineer. I'm not a, I'm not a hero or whatever the fuck. I like how the end Zelda's like, what do you want to be when you're done with this fight? And it's like, engineer or warrior. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I guess engineer. Like I, I want to go home and sleep forever. Sleep. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm 12. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a cutscene at the end where Zelda's like signing documents and shit. And I'm like, she's like 12 still, also. <laughs> like, what, what, what's happening here? Well, she Even just killed her chancellor, so now she has to right. do all the yeah. politics herself. <laughs> <laughs> she needs a new, uh, she needs a new chancellor or whatever. <laughs> she has like the teacher. She's like, oh my god, I hope the teacher's fine. And it's like, who who even is this character anyway? What he, does? <laughs> he doesn't even have a name. He's just teacher. Teacher. Yeah. It's also like, why is he even here? He's just like a random character anyway. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway, he can become like her prime minister or whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Burn with his uh, half-ass redemption arc. Oh <laughs> I was really hoping that we would get Burns because um, you don't get the... You don't have the light arrows yet, so there's one more space for tools on your little tool thing. I was I was oh, really hoping yeah. you would get his like springy arm. I thought that would be fun, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, I guess not. If yeah. wishes were horses, <laughs> <laughs> but he like went up and like asked for power from the DMK, and the DMK was like, no. And he's like, well, no. I guess I'll go back to being good then. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, yeah. but then doesn't at the end doesn't like I didn't he get, get what like, I want? So, but at the end, Anjin is like, oh, like you're. But he'll be like reincarnated or whatever. There was some like weird thing that happened at the end, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah, they all okay. like ascended to a higher plane of existence. And why did he get to go? He, he was evil come back soon with his like without memories or something. So I don't know. <laughs> I guess he'll be like a blank slate, and they can try better. To, Maybe to he'll be reincarnated as like a as like a <laughs> ant or something this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that how Lokomo's work? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, There's, yeah, I just I shouldn't ask questions. I don't know why I'm asking questions. <laughs> yeah, I do like his design, though. He looked cool. I liked him, too. I, I was fine mm-hmm. with his, like, weird half fast redemption arc. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, so that he can have knowledge of the compass or whatever. And mm-hmm. instead of just being like, oh, by the way, there was this tool here all this time that you could have used to find the demon train earlier, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Gives him a, it gives an ex, like a character to be able to do that, I guess. But mm-hmm. I mean, everything else is revealed very slowly. So, yeah, like, it works I'm fine. I don't come that. to Zelda spirit tracks for in depth character arcs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, like, the character arc for like Linebeck was a lot better, you know? Mm-hmm. Not that he was evil, mm-hmm. but I think his character yeah. arc was better if we make a direct comparison to Phantom Hourglass, mm-hmm. for example. I don't think anybody else <laughs> had a character arc. Jolene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, like, fight her off for good. I can't remember exactly what happens, but there's no real, like, Burn is, like, kind of a, like, Burn is, like, an antagonist. So mm-hmm. I don't know. There isn't really, a, like, an equivalent character in Phantom Hourglass. Because, like, the yeah. go- the evil, I can't remember what the evil thing is not the ghost ship itself but like the thing bellum is like just evil there's no like serpents yeah. of bellum or whatever right so mm-hmm. yeah he doesn't have any kind of like personality or anything either no he's just like incarnated evil yeah like, i don't think he even speaks like maladus at least has a couple of lines even though he's basically the same kind of yeah um, just pure evil thing yeah he has like moaning and groaning lines <laughs> he's in yeah. actually in general i noticed uh when i was looking at the music credits there's like way more voice credits for this game i think there's just like a lot more hmm. yeah i mean like i think in terms of quantity there's not necessarily more more lines that are read or whatever but there's more different characters that speak and make noises so there's mm-hmm. like a lot there's probably like twice as yeah. many voice actors so 
Mm -hmm. that was interesting, I guess. But and Maladus is one of them. Yeah. yeah. I do like Maladus is like, I'm about to die, but I'll fuck up the world before I go. So I do respect <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I respect this attitude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that they get like blasted back to the back to Hyrule also after. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like a, a lot of the Zelda games have this like I guess kind of concept that's like evil is just like there and present and there's always like a fight against it and so Maldus being like I'm just going to fuck this up just because it's kind of mm -hmm. I don't know. It's the same playing out the same concept for a lot of Zelda games. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just like Ganon is just evil and evil is always there. There's always like mm -hmm. you know there's always a, a great antag evil antagonist. So mm -hmm. just a force of evil for good to rise up and meet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In this case it's like the locomos or whatever that were mm -hmm. there to stop it because it's yeah. not Hyrule. Instead of like the sages they normally get. Yeah. yeah. It's a new Hyrule. New Hyrule with new Hyrule and new evil. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I should just call them New Ganon. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely should have. They're like, oh yeah, we used to fight evil all the time in Hyrule. We called him Ganon though. We didn't call him Maladus. <laughs> so we're going to call him Ganon from now on. <laughs> they didn't even talk about the Triforce in this game. No. They did say that Zelda is like kind of a sacred. They were like you're, mm -hmm. you're you have to reclaim, you know this the spirits or whatever the your whatever because you're I can't remember exactly like the, the line is power of her bloodline or whatever mm -hmm. yeah something something so it's mm -hmm. referenced but it's not explicit because mm -hmm. this is new Hyrule so there's no new Triforce I yeah. guess there's new evil but mm -hmm. no new Triforce. <laughs> yeah. I do like that we sometimes get these little games that just like it's like it doesn't all have to be like the huge sweeping endless battle of like Ganon versus like Link and Zelda kind of thing. It's like everyone's like you just get a little smaller evil story. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are all excuses around dungeons, pretty much just what's happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where it's like we have this like these mechanics, you go to this dungeon, do this thing, and it's like, but we need like a reason to go to the dungeon. Like, okay, there's like what if there's an evil power that we have to keep mm -hmm. under wraps mm -hmm. but not the I not ganon train <laughs> <laughs> wait wait i've got a great idea of guys <laughs> evil train demon train <laughs> and everyone's like yes the greatest idea we've ever had <laughs> you're like how about this time instead of a boat it's a train <laughs> I'm I do like the evil love. trains that are running around on the tracks, though, that have, like... I find them annoying, but also oh, yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, they're so angry. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of annoying to deal with, but I like their design, and I like the music that plays when they get near you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was also looking forward to the point where you can, in the dark, in the shadow realm, or the dark realm, or whatever it's called, you can collect you the tears of light. Bits. Yeah, they yeah, can just, yeah, like, yeah. explode them. I oh, was like, yay! Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I missed out. I found out, um, reading that, um... If you had the tear of light and you honked your horn, you go like really fast. Yeah, you. That's how you. I smash didn't know them, that. Apparently. Oh no! I just. Yeah, you you just went fast. fast. You just will go faster. I think if you the... touch them at all, oh, it you, they them, just. But it's more satisfying if you mm -hmm. slam into them with the. With the yeah, train you honk, going. if you pull your train whistle, I almost said honk oh. your horn. If you pull the train whistle, <laughs> you go extra fast. Apparently, when you have the tears of light, so now you're gonna have to play this game all over again to get to that part right? again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Let's just drive trains. We don't need the rest of Hyrule. There doesn't need to be like horses or like epic sword fighting or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we can just drive trains. <laughs> oh, the Gorons were there this time in the new mm-hmm. are back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. forest, I guess it was, and the beach, it was just like people in the ocean realm. Yeah. Oh, there's dolphins in New mm-hmm. Hyrule. Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> Golden dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's also annoying ass pirates. Those little. Yeah, 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 right yeah. I like the little like random tanks that like come up to you mm-hmm. on the train. <laughs> this is also the only game other than Twilight Princess that has bullbuns. Oh, the little dudes riding on the yeah riding on oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. around the train tracks. So that's kind of an interesting thing to note. Oh, that's that is interesting. There were some other enemies from Twilight Princess that came back that they made little cute forms for, like the wolves, because there weren't wolves in other in the other handheld games. No, there weren't wolves in the other in like in a, in Phantom Hourglass. I don't think. No, yeah, you're right. I don't remember. In the snow. Yeah. I don't think so. And then there were Freezards also, mm-hmm. um, which are really cute in their little, <laughs> like, yeah. DS, like, chibi Wind Waker form. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although I thought they were cute in, uh, those are like the ice things that you, you smack and then they they spin around the room and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. For those people who don't know what I'm talking about. They're like a little, kind of like a snom, but pointy, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but more pointy and more... <laughs> <laughs> no butt face <laughs> <laughs> they have like a little eye in the front right <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think it's an apt description you're laughing like i'm crazy yeah. but it's accurate <laughs> it's apt i just don't think it'll be helpful to that many people <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't know what a storm looks like doesn't everyone know <laughs> it's probably like the only pokemon that people like other than like <laughs> not the only they're the only like new pokemon that everyone is always talking about mm. all the time on the internet because they look silly so <laughs> it's like a pointy thing that's made out of ice like a little hedgehog made out of ice with a big eye in the front because zelda mm-hmm. is that a better description <laughs> <laughs> and you hit them and they spin around anyway they're free sards that's what they're called apparently and they have a little mini version of like a wind waker fied version of them Mm-hmm. Toon, toon freezer <laughs> in, in this game that I thought was cute and there was a lot of like puzzles and you the gameplay was like really similar to the DS the to the DS to Phantom Hourglass <laughs> yes mm-hmm. is that my my cue I think it could be unless there's other things that other people want to say about the story but I didn't have anything else that I wanted to say at this time okay that's about all I got well cool that actually was pretty seamless, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm going to cut out this part where we talked about how seamless it was. <laughs> um, so this game, it plays very similar to Phantom Hourglass. Um, yes. One change that we talked about um, off off screen, off, off mic, was uh-huh. um, in Phantom Hourglass to roll, you had to spin your stylus in like a circle in front of Link, and he'd roll. Yeah. And here... You'd have to double tap on the screen, and he'd roll. For what we've discussed, that seemed to be a change for the worse, because um, yeah. to you could tap things to like hit them, and if you double tap to try to hit something but missed, you'd roll, and it seemed to screw yeah. a lot of us over. Um, it definitely messed me up. Uh, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. I also def- definitely didn't know that that's how you roll this game until we were talking about it <laughs> before we started recording. It's like what. No wonder I was rolling so much during battles. I was just stabbing the screen repeatedly. I don't think I stabbed my DS more times 
in my entire life owning it than when I played this game just now. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, another change that they made, uh, I believe this wasn't in Phantom Hourglass, is if you press the shoulder button, it would equip your item for you. So you wouldn't have to tap on the, the screen. You could just like press it and then um, pr press yeah. The, the... Yeah. So like you, you can either tap... So you pick your item from the menu and it's like semi equipped you can either tap that to equip it or you can hold the shoulder button which is how yeah. i always did it actually was was that I the think same that you did that in fan i think it was in phantom hourglass also. was it really I oh mean, yeah think of all the times you could have just held the button instead of tapping huh are you reflecting on your <laughs> yeah on your best huh. yeah i think so i don't have to know why i never did that i remember but i didn't really use it either way so <laughs> I don't remember how I learned that. Maybe it has instructions. Maybe. I, I don't remember. Weird. For like a shortcut. Yeah. But I definitely use it all the time. That's huh. the primary way that I use them. The tools. Okay. Well then. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting how people play games differently. I really enjoy watching. Like, I like finishing games, but I also really enjoy when I don't finish a game and I get to watch the other person play through. So I'm like, oh, they did it this way. Oh, mm -hmm. they like did this thing instead. And I think it's really interesting anyway. <laughs> um, and the other big change to this game is you can control Zelda now um, while you're in the <laughs> yeah. te Temple of Spirit. What? Tower of the Spirits. Spirit Tower? <laughs> oh my God, what is it called? I was like... <laughs> The Tower of Spirits. I was like, is okay. that what it's called? <laughs> We've played a lot of Zelda games now. They're all kind of, all the names are starting to like bleed together yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there's only so many variations on Forest Dungeon you can make. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, while you're, while you're in the Tower of the Spirits, you can um, have Zelda possess a phantom. And you control both you and Zelda at the same time. Yeah, yeah semi-playable Zelda. I was about to say similar to... Um, Majora's Mask, where you were able to control Kefi, but you really need... no, yeah, you you don't control you at the same time. Is there a button to just switch? I don't remember. I didn't do that side quest. You you switch between the two. Yeah, I just I don't remember if that was automatic. I think it's kind of more like the like, um, like the boss battle in uh, the one dungeon in Phantom Hourglass where you control the little Goron kid. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. It is like that. Because you fact, like draw a path rather than like directly controlling them. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think it's the same mechanic. Yes. I think where you, you click on them and you draw a little path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you tap on them with your stylus and draw a path. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I know Zelda is slow. Yeah. Like Phantom Zelda is slow. But like, I would like make Phantom Zelda scout out everything in the room. Um, because like sometimes there's stuff that you can't see or whatever. Yeah. So that mm -hmm. was really useful. Mm -hmm. One one like really you would, useful way. You mean you draw through the walls just to see what's over there? Because I did that a lot too. There was one where like especially in the dark room, she can walk mm -hmm. around the room, but you can't uh, because like you can't see, and also like you don't. I mean, like in the room, it's just like it's the map room in the room is just empty, so you don't know where the phantom's line of sight is. Mm -hmm. So I made mm -hmm. Zelda walk around the room, and I drew myself a map. Yeah, <laughs> which I think other people definitely do, but mm -hmm. it's pretty, yeah. I think, convenient. But other times too, where it's just like you're just able to make her go through parts of the room where you like don't necessarily have to leave or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. to to look to scout out things. There were sometimes in 
I can't remember what tool it was. One of the items that you have in Phantom Hourglass I used to like use a lot to like like kind of like bomb choose or whatever where you can draw like a really long line and you can yeah, see yeah, yeah. the room. Yes. I can't remember mm-hmm. if it was just bomb, bomb choose or there was something yeah. else. You could do that to a degree with the boomerang, but it wouldn't go nearly as far. It doesn't go as far. Yeah. Yeah, I would use the boomerang a lot for like sort of I a... use that. Mm-hmm. Like Look I around can't corners. quite see what's around this corner kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, but so like you can basically do that with Zelda where you can like make her walk around in parts of the room and the phantoms don't bother you and stuff so you can like kind of scout things out which is really yeah. nice but yeah it does take fucking forever yeah <laughs> i agree with the you're like okay she's still walking uh and i would like look at my phone and then be like okay she's still walking mm-hmm. <laughs> i think i realize now why is because uh while she's moving you then may sometimes have to control link and so you might have to catch up yeah. with her use an item catch up with her again continue using an item yeah, yeah i was gonna say didn't like bother me that much in a normal gameplay because usually you're sending her somewhere while you're doing something else. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was mostly just waiting for her yeah, to come rejoin you and I yeah. can I I it didn't bother me. I can see the criticism though that from mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. It is uh, there's the one where you have to she has to walk and you have to like shoot all the hands. I forgot yeah. the hands came back. Um kind of like uh the hands from Twilight Princess like from oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. castle where they float around. I mean, it's kind of like a wall master, but it reminded me more of the... the yeah, no, I get what you... Yeah, because it would take the, the thing and put it back at the beginning. Twilight. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And they kind of... They have like a eye thing. It kind of works the same way yeah. as those hands, where they would take the, the soul and bring it back mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can control her. Yeah, oh, um. so there were... Yeah, there were three, four, four different types of phantoms that you could control. And various puzzles with the different types of phantoms. I definitely forgot what all of them looked like. There's a part <laughs> at the end when you're going to get the, uh, what's it called? The compass. It's like mm-hmm. now the guide was like, go get a roll, a destroyer phantom. And I was like, which one is one? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, there's one time where I got the, um, I thought I got the warp phantom, but I just got the regular phantom. And so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Zelda didn't Why warp? warp. Why didn't she warp? And then, um, the warp phantom came and got me while I was like trying to tr- draw Zelda's path. I was like, what, how? Oh, I, no. I, you know, there isn't a warp phantom here. And then I realized that I had just made the mistake of yeah. getting the wrong one. Yeah. But yeah. Um, of course, the other biggest gameplay change is the train. You're in a train now. <laughs> um, you've got the uh, speed toggle on the side. Yeah, you got your forwards and your backwards. <laughs> yes. And you're even more forwards. Yeah. Um, you got the the train whistle, and you've got your bummy bombs. Yeah, train cannon, because all trains have cannons. It's definitely yes. a normal thing that trains have. <laughs> um, <laughs> Probably in Hyrule. I was going to say, there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of things on the field. So Now for items. Uh, you've got quite a few items coming back. The core, boomerang, bow, and bombs. But then they added the whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Which is neat. You blow into your DS microphone, and out comes a gust of wind in a straight line. Um, good for pushing things uh, like bombs or enemies or blowing out fires. Mm-hmm. Yep. You've got your whip, which acts uh, in a lot of ways similar to the hook. grapple hook in 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 Wind Waker. Yeah, but it's more badass. Oh yeah, you can like whip <laughs> things with. Uh, you can not... whip enemies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to <laughs> whip the. It was really easy to fight like the 
what are the skeletons? Sassafos or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where because you can like <laughs> you can hit them with it, and then you can grab their like head and throw it. So I used the whip a lot on them then, instead of wasting yeah. arrows, which was yep. nice. Mm-hmm. And it shipped like a snake, like that which is like a snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the most important part. Yes. <laughs> Very important. a reference to Mother Three because there was like a whip. Oh like yeah, a yeah, yeah. Is there? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with that. And, but I would like and to play Smash it. Brothers, Lucas has grabbed as that whip. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm looking at it. <laughs> You've got the sand wand, which you can make sand shoot up into a pillar that you can stand on. Uh, it hardens it. Mm. Zelda can't walk uh, as a phantom on the sand, but when you launch it up, it's hardy enough that it she can walk on it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you got the spirit flute, which is your musical instrument. The pan flute. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. I, I really enjoyed playing it. Um, it was very interactive and felt satisfying. It was cute. I did until the freaking fire temple guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think his like training part of the song is sort of confusing. Well, and then and I, I think is he the one that um his part goes into your part, so like he doesn't yeah, stop playing for you. Too. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Awful. It's kind of a the musical interface is like so it has like a metronome, but then the actual tune isn't represented with like a rhythm. I don't know if that would help other people, but mm-hmm. I was like like there's no difference between if they're like long or short notes. It yeah. just shows you the notes, and so. I was really confused on that specific song, like what the actual rhythm was supposed to be. It was a little bit hard. Yeah. Most of them weren't that hard. That one in particular was hard, though. I mean, Kayla, we're talking about that mm-hmm. <laughs> separately. <laughs> there was the last one was also kind of complicated. I can't remember. Or maybe the second to last one. I forget. There were some others that were complicated. Yeah. Too, like the Fire Temple one in particular was complicated. I was mm-hmm. like, tell me what you want. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What do you want from me? Yeah, that was one of those ones where I was literally shouting at my game, what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> It's like all the other ones, it only took me like one or two tries, and that one took me yeah. like more than ten. Yeah, that was the only one where I was playing it, and he was like, "Um, I think you're like not doing it right." And I was like, "Wow, okay, <laughs> rude." Mm-hmm. <laughs> they actually will like shout. They'll say something to you if you do it wrong mm-hmm. during yeah. the, like performance. Yes, yeah, somewhere on so the tenth time, I was starting to shout back at him. I was like, "I will stab you in the face." For improvising, I was like, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> Oh, it didn't take me 10 times, but it definitely took me a couple times. I was like, what do you want for me, fire guy? They're like, wow, this this Locomo is so, uh, he's got such a feisty personality. And it's like, yeah, he's also really picky about his fucking music, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some of the other songs were kind of lame, though. It's just like two notes. But then, like, yeah, well, I like, yeah, the the, the playing them was a bit lame, but I, I did enjoy all of the the like the, I like the music. parts of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the music that like, came out uh, from that. Yeah, the like compared to like I don't know, like Ocarina of Time, where I think like the songs that you play with your instrument are like more well integrated into the composed part. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would be yes. like you play like two notes and the song is like compl- you know super long or whatever. Like Although, I don't game. know if it's just me, but it got kind of it got kind of tiring, like playing the longer songs because you're like you got to blow into the microphone and coordinate moving the thing on the screen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with you. I'm sure that that's why they shortened it. I'm sure it was shortened. Yeah. I'm sure I'm 100 percent sure that they were shortened for like ease of use. Yeah, yeah. I just like that. Yeah, it's the... like, I don't have the lung capacity for some of these songs <laughs> toward the end. <laughs> but yeah, but like I don't know. I feel like. 
they were just better integrated in, for example, Ocarina of Time, but it's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. I'm sure it's an accommodation so that it's like easier for you to do it with the microphone and the thing. Yeah. And move the stylus and everything. Yes. They should just make like a flute attachment that you have to plug in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bluetooth paired to your hero. <laughs> There's a... the the cardboard switch like <laughs> add-ons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I totally forgot about that until just now. But yes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember the cardboard switch add-ons. You can make a flute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you could. I really want to make like a parody game called Pan Flute Hero now. <laughs> there's a there's a non-parody actual game called Trombone Hero that Mike has, will watch videos. Of. <laughs> I think it's a sorry. I think it's a parody of Guitar Hero, but. <laughs> but people seem to seriously play it <laughs> yeah. but yeah so there's there's trombone hero so i'm sure pants loot hero mm-hmm. let's just google it maybe it already <laughs> oh my god somebody hacked a raspberry pi <laughs> <laughs> oh my god they made a game wow <laughs> so anyway this open source pants loot hero is what i'm saying <laughs> that's good i'm glad the niche has been filled <laughs> I'll, I'll put this in the uh in the show links so everyone can enjoy um <laughs> anyway that's it for all about? the usable items I, do you know what, something i realized mm-hmm. we've been talking about zelda for like a year now yeah and i i i mean i talk about the items but i don't necessarily we don't talk about like the collectibles which i feel like is a big part of the zelda franchise oh that's true sometimes yeah. we do if we have to <laughs> yeah it's like we talk about it. Well, I was like, I hated getting those like X thing. Uh, I hated yeah. that trading quest or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what collectibles? You can get a lot of stuff in this game. Yeah, there's a there's a good amount. Um, you've got um, rabbits. <laughs> They're all. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. That's, I guess, an item. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we talk about Breath of the Wild, collectibles, it's going to be the Koroks, right? Oh yeah, I guess I so. Guess it's this, They're no, definitely a live animal. You're not catching the Koroks and giving them to some guy with a hoarding problem. <laughs> I, like, I said the Koroks are a live animal, and I was like, wait, they're not really a live animal. They're a live plant? <laughs> Question mark. I guess uh, they're more of a. They're a sentient being that talks to you. So. <laughs> the rabbits seem to be sentient, except they like to be hunted. Quote unquote. I was like, I don't know if I believe anything you're saying in this. It's like, do I need to call Peta? Like, I have concerns. Yeah. He's like, bring me rabbits. I brought him like two, and he was like, bring more. And I was like, I don't. This is you have a rabbit hoarding problem, sir. <laughs> also, they're like in the ocean. There's like ocean rabbits. It's like, what is happening? Yeah. I think he's like one of those rescues that starts off with good intentions and winds up as a hoarding situation and have to get animal control involved. He's like, they love to be with humans. Like, they're hiding in nature. He's like, I think these are wild animals. Like, (laughs) sir? (laughs) No, they love to frolic. Don't ask questions. (laughs) (laughs) I caught some sometimes because I would shoot things while I was in the train because sometimes I would get bored on the train. And I was like, mm-hmm. just shooting any rock that showed up. And I was like, oh, rabbit time. And then I never, almost never caught them. I probably caught like five. Yeah, yeah they're kind the of challenging. Game. Yeah, it was weird. Some were like super easy. And then some I'd be like, they were like impossible. Yeah. I was like, I don't see any rhyme or reason how this works. <laughs> I struggled. I think the net like position is like not the top, like the part that catches them is like not where you tap or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I don't know. 
I think there's something yeah, weird. And it's got like worse. Yeah, it's got some weird like collision too. Because like mm-hmm. sometimes I'd be like clipped right through the rabbit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like do 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 do. I'm like, dude, how are you not? In you're my in the net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was fine. <laughs> as a, mm-hmm. It's fine because never none of them lasted very long, so it's just a small distraction. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, oh well, if you didn't catch him. But I thought the rabbit guy was suspicious. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sus. <laughs> also, like, I don't know if you did the mini game, the little like side quest where you find his wife. That he what? <laughs> like, left no. He, he has a wife that he just left behind in Castletown. I think. What? <laughs> bring her out. Bring her out to him, and then. <laughs> do they reunite happily, or like what happens in the side quest? Uh, she's mad at first, but then she decides that um, his compassion is what she fell in love with, and so she joins his rabbit rescue. Oh God. It's so it's like a hoarder, right? Right. It's and a hoarding like, and cult situation. He's like, I don't know about having my wife here, but <laughs> <laughs> all of this is sus. <laughs> yeah, I stand by what my initial assessment of the rabbit guy is that he's sus. Yeah, so you can collect rabbits, you can collect treasure, and then you can upgrade your train. Yeah, yeah, you can collect treasure. Which I never and then did, but you can. You can exchange them for rupees, or if you had the certain combinations, you can get certain new train cosmetics. And there are a total of yeah. seven additional train cosmetics that you can get. You get them from Linebag. Yeah, I never had enough treasures mm-hmm. to get any. Yeah, train it pieces. seemed like you needed a lot, and yeah. I was like, how are you supposed to get all these treasures? Because like, yeah, I, I guess th- you can buy them from merchants, but. I found also, that I never, um, I never had more than like 600 rupees in this game at any given time. So I don't know how you're yeah. supposed to afford things that are more than like a thousand rupees. Yeah. Which it seemed um, like all those were. You sell the treasures. Yeah. Yeah. You sell, <laughs> that, that's what sell I Sell the did, treasures yeah. you don't want for the treasures that you do want, I guess. Yeah. Well, some of the treasures are worth a lot. So if you don't care that's that much smart. about trains or you don't have the have enough to get train pieces anyway you just sell all the treasures because i wanted the heart i wanted the heart piece but it was like two thousand and it's like i don't ain't nobody got enough money for that but i guess i could have sold treasures i was just just like i assume i need these for later but i didn't (laughs) so you don't really need do you get anything from upgrading your train are they just cosmetic i think some of them give you more health but mostly they're Mm. cosmetic like i think if you get all the gold pieces they get you more health but i don't know if the other ones do I thought some of the boat parts in Phantom Hourglass gave you more health because I think I, I got think one that increased right. it. Yeah, I think if you had like a matching set in Phantom yeah. Hourglass, like if you had more than one part that were from the same set, you would get more health. So if you had a fully matching boat, you'd get a lot more health. Uh, mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, I think I was able to get mine up at least one in Phantom Hourglass, like mm-hmm. up the hearts at, at least one or two. Because I also also used to die on the ocean a lot. Yeah. <laughs> more, <laughs> more than I would die in the train, so... <laughs> you can collect force gems which are typically done by transporting cargo of the cargo variety or of the human variety <laughs> by playing a little game of crazy taxi <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's like bring this thing from here we need like ice here in the desert or whatever mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um and i think the force gems uh, unlocked new tracks for you to explore which typically led to rabbits but I don't know mm-hmm. if they all did or if they just what where else they left. I didn't collect very many of those. Yeah. It's focused on beating the game. I really like that as a reward. Yeah. Like, yeah. Instead of just like, oh, more rupees, I'll put it in my pile of 8,000 mm-hmm. rupees. Like, <laughs> you get, like, it opens up the map more and gives you more yeah. places to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. We talked a little bit about the stamp book. You can collect stamps from each of the locations, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The stamps themselves are cute. 
Yeah. I like the little designs of the stamps. And um, you can collect points from Beetle to get uh, new cards, mm -hmm. which give you upgrades and I think eventually a heart container. There's one in his little balloon. Yeah. Does he ever give that to you? I don't know. I assume, I assume that if you get I assume, yeah. points, then you get it. Yeah, you have to get his like highest point card or whatever, and then it's like Beetle. I don't need to buy that much from you. you. I yeah, like, that, like he, I didn't like... buy that much from Beetle, so I didn't bother. Mm -hmm. No, I didn't bother either. Uh, I think I probably got like twenty Beetle points. <laughs> yeah, I like that he like serves here. He flies around, and you can like whistle him down, and he'll just like come mm -hmm. to your train. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't remember that Ooh, he was in like a little Beetle in this game because he's kind of in a balloon in Skyward Sword. Yes, yes he is. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Beetle's there. It must mm -hmm. be the, of course he is. the the third generation Beetle or whatever. Yeah. Unless Beetle Beetle never Be ages. Beetle the third or whatever. Yeah, yeah. he's just an immortal <laughs> being. He could be. He looks the exactly the same. And <laughs> well, and he's in like multiple places at once in uh, Breath of the Wild, as it turned out, mm -hmm. right? So. <laughs> and then, oh, the last thing, I don't remember what these were for, but there were the postcards that you can mail in and you get prizes. Yeah, and there's like a oh. weird like you have prizes and postcards and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you could like win treasure or something from it. It's like a lottery kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So now we got the speed runs. Okay, you were just moving on to the next section. Oh. Skipping speed I was going to say one other thing, which is there's this game has battle mode. Yeah, also. yeah, yeah. It has a battle mode. Um, Apparently, you only need download play for this one. You don't need to have multiple cartridges. Which oh is yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Because the other one, Phantom Hourglass, you have to have two cartridges. And apparently this one has allows for four people instead of just two. So this is like kind of a different game. Is it do you know uh is it a similar gameplay otherwise? So in Phantom Hourglass, the game was like one person is a one person control you take turns grabbing like the little things and one right. person is, controls phantoms and one person controls Link and you take turns controlling one or the other. Um in this game it's like a like four before collection game. So there are phantoms like in the air, in the arena, but you have to pick up like little force gems or whatever. And mm -hmm. I think it's just whoever has the most at the end wins. And you can like bomb each other and stuff. I guess it's kind of like well, no, barman, you just attack each other. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a game that's similar. I don't know. You you just have to like pick up things. It's probably similar to like a like a Mario Party um, mm -hmm. like yeah. mini game where you it's yeah. like you're competing against the other players to like pick up as many other things as possible. Mm -hmm. So it's just you do that in like different timed arenas, and like phantoms can kill you, and not yeah. when you when you get hit by a phantom, you lose all your things that you picked up, and other people can pick them up and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's I think that's the only mode. And there's like multiple levels, it just yeah. like in um, Phantom Hourglass, it was like multiple levels, but it's the same like mechanic in every level yeah, where you yeah. take turns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then it had online play previously. I don't think it's supported anymore. But because this game was released when the DSi was available, it had a you could play online with other people as well. So that's pretty cool. So speedruns. Speedruns. Um, is this game super popular for speedruns? I can't imagine. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, it seems like it'd be hard to sequence break. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh my goodness. There's only eight uh, entries into mm -hmm. um, the any percent um, for the Wii U. There's 10 entries for 3DS, or, well, the okay. DS, and then one entry in the DS for 100% and four for the Wii U. Hmm. So honestly, if you if you just upload yourself speedrunning 100%, doesn't matter how good you are, you could get second place. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's good thinking, Cossum. It's a like, like guaranteed <laughs> top 10 for a while. Right? <laughs> now, this is according to speedrun.com. I don't know if there's a better place to, like... Is there another aggregate. place? I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's speedrun.com. I feel like with a right. domain like that, you've got to be the official, right? Right. <laughs> so are people doing anything fancy? Because it's a pretty short game. You said you finished yeah. it in a week. So. Yeah, yeah, I finished it in a week. Not trying to speedrun. Ah, there we go. Okay. I was about to say, the most recent speedrun was seven years ago. Oh, no, no. First place speedrun was seven years ago for the DS, though. Um, first place slash only is what you're saying. <laughs> no, this is any percent. Um, oh, okay. Any so percent. There's, there's a total of 10 entries. Um, and as active as uh, one year ago, but four hours, 42 minutes, and 29 seconds by Cole Quill. Um, okay. Seven years ago. Okay. For the Wii U version, one year ago, Jason X, Jason X, Jason X, Jasnix, J A S N I X, Jasnix. He's the one that I saw. Um, his speed run mm. j- uh, just broke four hours. Or yeah, so it's three hours fifty nine minutes. Hours. No, oh, just oh. under. Yeah, three hours fifty nine minutes and forty four seconds. Oh. And that was a year ago. 100% in the game is 7 hours and 58 minutes. Okay. Also by Jason X one year ago. Yeah, um, there's no particular sequence breaks or anything like that. Um, I feel like I saw significantly less of the nifty tricks that I saw in Phantom Hourglass. I found this one to be a little more plain. I don't know, just watching someone play <laughs> the game. They were good. There was some precision here and there, but nothing nifty where, uh, uh, well, not too much nifty where I was like, oh, look at that. That's creative or anything it like seems that. Like Speedruns are like either it's like use use hacks or do it fast. And this one, so you're saying this one is just like do it fast. Like, yeah. And precisely mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The, the one, there's a few things that you can do. So if you squish link, between a big block and a uh, another block. So there's uh, one place in particular I remember in the Tower of Spirits. Uh, there's one puzzle where you have to move a bunch of small blocks and big blocks. Uh, Zelda has to move the big blocks and you have to mm. make sure all the buttons are pressed. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you press, have Zelda push the big block into you while you're between that big block and a small block, and I don't know exactly how you do it exactly, because I'm, I'm sure it's not as simple as just have them push it up. You can then just climb up onto the block. Mm. And then you can then jump onto something that's at that level in that, that 3D plane sort of. Yeah, so you're, in, you're at an elevated height. You can just jump over so, the door or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's what they did. Um, and then there's another one, another trick where you, if you roll at just the right time with a bomb planted right in front of you, uh, you get hit and you go very far. Mm. So in the sand temple, you can do the both tricks at once. You, um, in one of those, those things where you have to roll those big blocks so that the weird shape fits into the hole. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You raise oh, the so sand. You can just like blast yourself <laughs> over the door or whatever. Yeah, so you raise <laughs> the sand and have the block go um, squish you between the sand. You do the trick, however it is, to get on top. And then you place a bomb down and you roll and you end up on the fence, which gets you to the boss key. So you can skip uh, mm. a, a good area of that. 
and then there was a nice little um there's a, a few tricks uh one with arrows where if you he didn't succeed uh from what i saw but it seemed like the the goal was you shoot an arrow into one of those arrow containers that then redirect it mm-hmm. and there was a place where there's a, a door that is supposed to be that blocks the arrow but i guess he wanted to move the right. camera um so like he, the the door was out of sight and you want to like look at it just as the arrows hits the door and i assume it's supposed to go through he didn't succeed mm. and he eventually gave up after several tries mm. so that was interesting and um there's another area where you have to hit two switches at the same time and normally it requires uh, an extra key to get unlock one of the switches for you to get to but you could have zelda hit a switch uh, well, you throw a boomerang over the switch, so you're on a plat- uh, race platform. You you have the boomerang line up, and then you fall down. So the boomerang on its return goes down a level and hits the switch on its way down, and Zelda hits the other switch, so that you, know, you can skip a key. And then similar thing, you can use the whirlwind to throw a bomb. Uh, you're at an elevated level. You throw the bomb. And it falls down into another area where there's a switch and a locked door blocking you. Um, so you don't need the key for that either. So, you know, there's a couple neat tricks here and there. But um, for the most part, it was just watching someone pretty good at the game play the game. Mm-hmm. Another interesting thing is the RNG. Because with the trains, the enemy trains on the tracks, you're, depending on their path, you just may have to take a, a very... Um, sub optimal path to get to your location because they're right. just blocking away. I think that's about it. Yeah. I'd say of the, all the speed runs, um it's probably my least favorite. I feel like not much was going on. You know, if you just like watching you play the game, that's cool. Oh yeah, and also I think because this game isn't very popular, it, it wasn't done by an uh, uh games done quick where they have very helpful commentary. So it's some guy streaming who is focusing on the game and can't be as entertaining as when Gamestone Quick has someone on the bench specifically there to entertain, uh, keep you more engaged during the um, slower parts and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so you just <laughs> so go go fast, squish link. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, basically. Be, be good. Be good at the game. Don't die. Mm-hmm. That sounds like yeah. this is what's preventing me from becoming a speedrunner. <laughs> and and play nonstop. Memorize the game. Memorize yeah. the game. Yeah. Because it's Repetition. the only way. Yeah. yeah. Get become, good. Become good. <laughs> In multiple ways. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. There is one other glitch that has no functionality. <laughs> but if on the very last frame, when you are choosing between uh, left or right on the rails, you switch mm-hmm. it, you will go one way, but the game will think you went the other. So the huh. example they have is In the Lost Woods. Um, last second, this person switched the rail to the other side, and even though they succeeded, and like the screen, the game showed them getting out of the Lost Woods, um, it sent them back to the beginning because mm. it just registered them going the wrong way. No functionality. That's funny, uh, but it is cool, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's amusing, mildly amusing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, do you want to talk about visual things and music things? Yeah, like? yeah. Please do. Seamless segue? Okay. Yeah. Good. It's time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so visually, 
last time I had technology corner, but it's the same console. So if you want to learn, if you didn't listen to the Phantom Hourglass one and you want to learn more about the technology in the in the DS and like how it had the two screens and how it rendered graphics and whatever, then we talked about that in depth in that episode. So if you're interested mm-hmm. in that, I recommend listening to that. Um, but yeah, like a lot of the elements are reused from Phantom Hourglass, like phantoms to a certain mm-hmm. extent. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. like characters like Lineback or whatever. And Link yeah. and Zelda, I think also, um, oh, was Zelda in at all? Or was it just Tetra? I think it was just Tetra. Yeah. I think, you're right. yeah, I think she's only in yeah. the Tetra mode. Tetra mode. <laughs> so, <laughs> whatever. But the design is still uh, similar, <laughs> very visually similar to Wind Waker. I think the spoiler alert for this whole section is like, I don't have that much to say because like the visuals are very similar. There's like the train, there's mm-hmm. the, some of the like, because it's new Hyrule, some of the like, insignia and stuff are a little bit like different and like the symbol you have like the little symbols for the um different uh whatever whatever you get from the temples horse gems or whatever Mm -hmm. there's like the little symbols for the things that you get from the thing are a little bit different than like what we've seen in other games and we talked about how they don't talk about the triforce in the dialogue i don't think it's also used in the visuals or anything like on your little shield it's like a more of like a bird design Mm-hmm. The styling is similar, but some of the like visual language is different than our usual standard high roll mm-hmm. stuff. Because it's done on the DS, we have the two screens again. So like mm-hmm. the graphics are rendered on two screens. Sometimes it's used for the back, just like in Phantom Hourglass. Sometimes like in boss fights, the fight continues across two screens, which is pretty cool. Again, yeah. like it's it's also something that was done in Phantom Hourglass, but they reuse that mechanic again as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a lot to say. That's pretty much all I had yeah. to say, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had a wider variety of environments. True. Yeah, like, the, like all the different lands you drive through, which is kind of neat. But... Well, you have like repeated like ocean, kind of similar to um thing the whatever mm-hmm. uh Wind Waker or like Phantom Hourglass. That's true. They're not islands anymore, so like you've different lands. Although you had like the Snow Island and the Fire Island, which yeah, are really similar. This one has like the woods also. I, I would say that like, especially in the fire and water areas had some unique just on the train. Cause like it was very hilly. So you, there were some steep right. up, 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 up climbs and declines that you went through. Inclines. Yes. Um, and then in the water, <laughs> section, yeah. in the water, section, right. you, you went underwater. Um, oh yeah. I totally forgot the train goes mm-hmm. underwater. Cause mm-hmm. it's a magic train. Yes. which blew my mind i was like we can go underwater mm-hmm. like i guess i don't know yeah that part is cool yeah, and like the cool. tracks are really cool like the way that looks is cool because they're all on like really high kind of like stilts like you're yeah. on like a bridge like mm-hmm. you can kind of see like a substantial amount of depth in the water mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool and then there's also different like you go through you have like this sort of overworld and then there's also sections of the overworld like caves or like the mm-hmm. lost woods kind of deal or like yeah um like mm-hmm. other types of forests. So there's also like variety when you're traveling on the tracks. Whereas I guess in Phantom Hourglass, it's like all the same kind of like ocean. You don't go through different like styles of ocean. Yeah. I guess except for the like fog when there's the fog. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. When you're, but it's like still, it's like environment, it's like an environment, but you're still like on the ocean. Like it's not like you're going through like different, I don't know, like other, other than the, fog it doesn't do- yeah bios yeah. yeah it doesn't look that different was there any ever any storms when you were sailing 
in because uh, uh, you there wasn't Wind Waker, mm. but not in Hourglass, right? Wind Waker, I don't think so. Yeah. I think the major difference is like I the, don't remember anything. Phantom the Animals. fog, yeah, okay, for the ghost ship. That's what I remember as well. Yeah, I don't remember there being other environmental things with the ocean. Doesn't even change from like, does it even does it change from day to night? I don't think so. I don't even think it's. I don't think it's, so. it's like there's anywhere where it's bre- more breezy. Night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, there's no day and night. In, I mean, there's no night in this game, but mm-hmm. yeah, you have a lot of different variety with the tracks and yeah. the environments. That's true. Wind Waker was pretty damn impressive. Oh, yeah. It was. People need to not hate on it. It's a great <laughs> game. <laughs> so much so much glow. <laughs> um, so much bloom. <laughs> I think this game, these, this game and Phantom Hourglass sort of like capture the charming spirit of Wind Waker but in a handheld version. Mm-hmm. So there's less that you can do, but um, but I think it has all the right sort of like level of charm and also level of yeah. scariness or whatever is very similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This game had chase scenes. <laughs> like you get chased yeah. by things in caves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and you can 360 degree view around the train like you no. can on the ship in, um, in Phantom Hourglass, which is sometimes useful. It's mostly useful for when you're being pursued by something. Yeah. When you hear the enemy music and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. where is it? Where is it? And it shows the enemy <laughs> on the map. Oh, you can also write on the map in this game just like you could in Phantom Hourglass. I guess yep. that's kind of a gameplay thing, kind of a visual thing, but uh, it's relevant for like some places where the map may be blank or like if you need to, there's like puzzles where you need to line up where things are looking, like statues mm-hmm. are looking and stuff like that. Multiple or you times. can make notes of mm-hmm. like, that give you the answer, mm-hmm. you have to then travel to that area and make sure you don't forget stuff like that yeah, yeah. it's like on this level it's mm-hmm. this one level above here remember this mm-hmm. order or whatever and like gives you hints and stuff so yeah. i found like i used the map and like notes a lot more in this game i think there was like a lot of like things where it's like remember this thing on this floor or it looks different or whatever mm-hmm. and then there's rooms where you just like there is no map basically and you can like draw it yeah. yourself if you want to oh you have like you don't have um so in phantom hourglass you had like a fairy sort of like near the stylus in this game you don't, but there's like a little sparkle near the where your stylus is on the screen. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's what you meant. Yes. Yeah. There's a little you know, like you know like uh when you went to visit a website in like two thousand two and they like changed the cursor to be like an animated <laughs> gif, it's like that where there's like a little sparkle that like follows your cursor mm-hmm. around where you tap where you're touching with the stylus on the screen. Yeah. Um so you have like another like reticle again. It's just like not a fairy this time. You have like a different thing. You have a little a little sparkle. <laughs> The other thing is like the um, temple environments for the most part were like very similar to Phantom Hourglass or they were like repeated. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there was sand in any of the temples in Phantom Hourglass, but you didn't have to control Phantom. So that wouldn't, wouldn't um, be relevant. I don't think. I don't remember there being like things where you can fall in and stuff other than holes, like yeah. you know, where the floor would open up or whatever. But yeah, like the textures and stuff are very similar for the most part, except for the sand. And like lava, like Zelda can walk through lava or like whatever fire or whatever and carry you. Mm-hmm. So you have like a couple new sort of like additions to the environments, but and a lot of the like like interactive elements in the temples were the same. Like the switches that you hid and stuff that you shoot is yeah. it's all very similar. It's also similar visual language to other Zelda games. Like yeah, this, so yeah, it's yeah. not not shocking, but mm-hmm. <laughs> they also were yeah. reused as well. <laughs> 
wonder if I should shoot that eye on the wall. <laughs> I know, I wonder. <laughs> oh, something about uh, visual language. No, hold on. Mm-hmm. Wait, I had something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Melodus. Okay, his his demon form. To me, it resembled oh, yeah. Ganon a little bit, right? Is that? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Oh, um, mm-hmm. I mean, like, he has, like, the horns from Cole, but, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of Ganon-y with his, like, kind of beast yeah. form and shape and the horns. Well, I feel, I feel like the, those horns kind of were similar to the tusks that Ganon sometimes has. Yeah. Um, especially, yeah. Yeah, big, you know, horned boar-like beasts. So. Yeah, music. Music time. Is there any other visual things? I'm trying music. to remember if there's, like... The castle's pretty castle-y. I don't think there's anything yeah. super special. Okay. I don't think this is visual, I do remember train, one visual train uniform. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Um, at the very, towards the very beginning, way after you meet Burn and Cole reveals his demon identity, you end up back at the <laughs> castle. And you're in the hospital yeah. ward. And um, so you and Alfonso are in like beds at the in the hospital ward, and Alfonso yeah. is so big that they had to put yeah, a his chair feet are for his sticking feet. off the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that. A, I had to take a double look, and I was like, "Oh my god, really?" <laughs> his feet are so long they hang off the end of the bed. It's so uh, funny. Yeah. Also, it's like, are the shoulders other soldiers that short, or are the beds just short? I have questions. <laughs> yeah, I feel like some, a lot of the soldiers seem pretty t- tall and built like Alfonso. I feel like. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, oh, you're the new scrawny recruit, or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever you see them, <laughs> they're like, really? They're like kids in the army now. <laughs> it's like Majora's Mask, where if you have a sword in your hand, it makes you. An adult. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> totally. I, I was gonna, well, like it's not a super visual visual thing, but I really like Link's little train uniform, conductor yes. uniform. Yeah, it's yeah, cute. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like his classic green uniform is is classic and cute, but train Link, train engineer mm-hmm. Link, mm-hmm. it's very important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely cute. I was glad I could get it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the text, uh, I, I find, I find that there were several very good comedic moments throughout the <laughs> game. Oh, game! That's what I was looking for. I was like, series episode. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yes, the game. Yes. Um. Yeah, I I found it quite funny. Um, they added a good slow mo fall scene, cutscene. I was happy with that because <laughs> I liked that from Phantom Hourglass. Although I don't think that the cutscenes were as good as yeah, as good as Phantom Hourglass with like, you know, like yeah, I don't think it was quite as funny. But it there were a couple funny. of good mm-hmm. ones. It, there were a couple of good ones. I liked um, I liked after you defeat Burn and you and Zelda are sharing this like emotional friendship. <laughs> celebration moment and then the camera pans over to show burn like limping out of the yeah. room and you do yeah. like a double take and chase after him mm-hmm. <laughs> yes i enjoyed that <laughs> and i like i enjoyed their slow-mo fall and uh it's the first time that you see burn after or he's fighting on jean and then she's like leave mm-hmm. now and you get like slow-mo dropped out of the mm-hmm. teleported out of the, yeah. out of the to the train <laughs> And I was like, if she could teleport you, why can't she just teleport you closer to the ground? Like, I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I could tell to ask if Link is okay, and he nods, even though his eyes are still <laughs> really. Yeah. I guess she's fine because she's a ghost. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so music, I guess. <laughs> yeah. There's some good music in this game. Yeah, I really enjoyed there it. There is. 
so like the music in Phantom Hourglass was really similar to Wind Waker. And then I feel like the music in this game is, it's like evolved from the Wind Waker world, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it still has like similar types of music and similar like themes and vibes. Like it's um, also like various folk music inspired, um, like a lot of like Western music, yeah, <laughs> like the I train music that. is a big mm -hmm. one, which mm -hmm. totally makes sense. Um, yeah. You know, it's kind of like with the train vibe, like you're pioneering or whatever. I don't mm -hmm. know, but yeah, the like train yeah, so overworld like, theme is so good. It is, yeah. It gets stuck in my head, and it mm -hmm. has, so it has uh, things like banjo, mm -hmm. uh, like flute, like woodwinds, um, and strings, and those kinds of instruments. Um, mm -hmm. So like a lot of, I don't know, whatever. And you commented, there's a lot of uh there's music that sounds really similar to banjo kazooie mm -hmm. so that's the theme for um aboda village specifically but yeah a lot of the music has similar elements and the reason it sounds like banjo kazooie as i put in my <laughs> extended message to you in discord was <laughs> it has like it has the same like a lot of those instruments type sounds like i just mentioned like uh banjo obviously and then like mm -hmm. these sort of like harp or strings and like woodwind type noises, which a lot of banjo kazooie music uses too. So it has a very similar like sound, which and is that, very like, interesting. Xylophony kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah, wood xylophone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think any of them are actual real instruments. I mean, they might be yeah. like sample recorded and sampled or whatever. But yeah, that's the like intent of the sound. Is mm -hmm. I guess how I would describe it. Yes, that like wood sound. Um, but there's other like folk instruments too. There's like castanets in the Castletown music. Yeah. And stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, so you have a lot of, yeah, it's like evolved from Wind Waker really where like you, we talked about how there's, uh, there's a big like Celtic folk music influence, which I don't think carries through as much in this game, but still like more on the folk music end of the scale rather than like classical music, yeah. like, uh, mm -hmm. like in, uh, like, uh, not Ocarina of Time necessarily, but like, um, Twilight Princess or whatever, mm -hmm. where you have these like mm -hmm. sort of big like orchestral type arrangements so you have like choir like medieval european music this is more like folk music yeah um, influenced various types of folk music and you have a lot of different instruments too like one of the locomos has a sitar kind of sounding instrument too which mm -hmm. is pretty cool um yeah and then you have your pan flute <laughs> magical <laughs> pan flute <laughs> so you get to we got to play music again which was nice because in even though some of the songs were hard, like we talked yeah. about. But in uh, Phantom Hourglass, there's no instruments that you play. Mm -hmm. um, so there's no, like, That's right. songs yeah, yeah, yeah. you draw on a slate. Mm -hmm. Right. That, that was the, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, but you don't have, travel. you don't necessarily have that. Yeah, 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 I forgot. I never actually Although you didn't use music game. for fast travel in this one either. Yeah. No, there is, like, a fast travel thing where you can Although shoot you the track. Although you do blow your horn, things. so. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that how you activate it? Because I was trying well, to go through it, and I couldn't figure it out. Well, first yeah. you have to find the one with a with the force gem the on little, it, like force gem in the top, and you hit it with yeah. your cannon. And then once it's I did that. been activated that way, if you blow the horn, it'll connect the two. Oh, that's like how it works. Okay, yeah. okay, I see, mm -hmm. I see. Because I was like, I'm driving in it. <laughs> why? <am> I, <laughs> why no teleport? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I struggled a lot this game, <laughs> as you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of so you have like the the way the pan flute <laughs> magic pan spirit flute works is that um, there's these duets that you play with the locomo to restore the path to the temple, 
and they train you on how to play it and then they play something that might sound different so it's really similar to like in wind waker when you play the um songs with the sages with like mm-hmm. Medley and um makar yeah oh my goodness mm-hmm. <laughs> i tried yeah i was like what are their names <laughs> <laughs> but yeah where they they play uh something different or they like continue or they echo you or whatever so there's there's they play a little duet with you which is cool also like the extended songs in um the warp songs in uh ocarina of time where like Sheik is playing with you also oh um, yeah 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 similar to that you play something and then she the rest song continues with Sheik. so um so yeah it's actually really similar to that and there were different songs for you could find hidden things there's a song of healing like we did we talk about that while recording or did we talk about it before i think we talked about it while recording this if you used it or not but you can use it like one time per temple i think Mm-hmm. Um, I assume it's like the the Phantom Hourglass where if you leave the temple and come back, it, it's restored. But I'm not actually sure. I don't know. I, I never know, used actually. it. I didn't play the songs a lot unless you had to. Yeah, I wasn't running around looking for like hidden things a lot or played the healing songs. And like the you the way that you control the spirit flute is that you, as we talked about, you there's um you you kind of like you have this screen where you hold it. And you move, you position which like part of the pipe of the flute you're blowing into by using the stylus to move it across the screen, the screen, and then you blow in the microphone. So this game had a lot more blowing in the microphone than mm-hmm. um, I think in Phantom Hourglass, because like yeah. you have the item where you blow into the microphone, and then mm-hmm. you have the the flute. So that was used heavily in this game. Oh, there's a lot of games where there's a lot of interactions where you're supposed to say something in the microphone. Also, I noticed. Oh in this yeah, game. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which it doesn't really matter if you say something specific, but yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, just blow into the microphone whenever the DS asks me to say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do. Because <laughs> I'm not talking in public to my <laughs> DS. <laughs> yes. Or in private, really. So you play the in private. Or, like, yeah, there's other people in the room. I'm just going to tap on it or blow <laughs> on it. <laughs> also, it doesn't like, I mean, they're not, it doesn't, I think the microphone picks up if there is sound. I don't think there's software to differentiate what you're saying. Like, yeah. or, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you actually say something specific, I think. Maybe you can, like, hit a blow a rhythm into the microphone. In fact, you can blow a rhythm into the microphone because that's how the that's how the flute works. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, you can blow shorter or longer for shorter or longer periods of time and make shorter or longer notes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so there's the flute. It is a fun... You're right that it's a fun, it's a kind of annoying, but also fun because you actually get to like blow. It's like a pretty close approximation to it instrument yeah. instead of just pressing buttons like you do for the yeah. ocarina or whatever, mm-hmm. for example. So it is fun. Um, I'm surprised I never did that. like a Hey You Pikachu port for the. Yeah. Or I was just thinking about that. That's a good question. The game didn't work very well, but I was like really into it as a kid. Like, <laughs> what console was it originally for? Nintendo 64 had a microphone oh, had an attachment? <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then I remember for, I guess it's the Wii? Was it Mario Party, like, 7, 8? Eight, 8? Oh. Where they gave you a microphone and some of the minigames required you to use the microphone. Or I guess maybe it was, like, a game mode. I think it's Game... Oh, okay. I don't know. There was, was also a attachment for GameCube, I remember. It, it might be that. I don't... But I thought it was no. Like one of those, yeah, like, you're right. It might, games. It's... I don't know. 
we definitely had a microphone attachment for one of those consoles yeah. around that time. I don't think I know it was GameCube the had sort of a "Hey, you Pikachu" sequel, but it wasn't as fun. Oh, but it was uh, Mario Party it Six. It looks like Pokemon Channel, but I assume it. Had oh yeah, Mario Party Six and Seven had it for the GameCube. You okay, would put so it into, you put it into one of the memory slots. Yeah, you put it in the memory card slot. Yeah, yeah my okay. sister really likes Mario Party, so we had a lot of Mario Party games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like generally speaking. Um, yeah, so anyway, so you, because you have the microphone, you have this sort of like <laughs> flute emulator experience, which is <laughs> pretty, it's, it's pretty fun. Um, although challenging. <laughs> it can be challenging. <laughs> um. And then, okay, so in terms of actual sound, we talked about how there's voice, there's a lot of voice act- acting mm-hmm. also in this game already, so I'm not going to talk about that again, but there was more voice acting in this game. And then um, the most important sound effect that returned is the, like, item sound effect, <laughs> so they brought back <laughs> the, like, same item sound effect from uh, where you get, like, get you get something that, like, da-da-da-da is back, which made me really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so they used, like, both item sound effects from, like, that one and the one from Phantom Hourglass. Uh, in terms of like the music, so I talked about the general sort of like vibe and how it's folk music, but in terms of like, um, there's some riffs on like classical Zelda music, like the opening mm-hmm. music, like the, not the credits, but you know, like the scene before you choose, like where you're riding on the train, before you choose your save file, where you're riding on the train, mm-hmm. um, includes like the opening music, they like do, 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 that, which is really nice. Um, so you get that Zelda vibe right away when you turn the game on. Mm-hmm. I noticed a modified Zelda's Lullaby, which I, I was yeah. really into. I like that one mm-hmm. quite a, quite a bit. Yes, Zelda's Lullaby came back and it has it's slightly modified. Even the um, the fairy music, the file select music, has a new instrument in it. it has this like mm. sitar like effect in the background too. I was like, oh hey, even you got a facelift <laughs> file <laughs> the file file select music. And then some of the music is like sort of the same, like that cave music from Phantom Hourglass, which I think is also like a riff from an earlier game. I I don't remember which one though, like one of the other 2D games Um, and kind of like the inside the temple music is similar and Beatles shop music came back, of course. (laughs) Yes. Because Beatles the most important character. And then there's some new characters. So we have some new like theme songs, like Chancellor Cole's theme song, yeah. which is like all evil and whatever. I think it's a pretty good evil theme song. <laughs> and Burn also has a theme. Um, and Burn's theme is kind of like a riff on the overworld train music. It has like less instruments. Um, can't remember exactly in what way it's different, but it's similar to the over, like riding on the train music. So Burn also has his own theme that's similar. Yeah. Uh, so everybody has a theme, of course, except for Link. Link never has his own theme, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but he's just a Link. <laughs> That's true. His link, his theme is the over, like the do 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 do. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, and then Linebeck's theme is reused. Mm-hmm. I don't think I mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. Also very important. <laughs> Linebeck has a good theme. I didn't have that many other comments about the music. It is good in this game. Yeah. Like. Good background music. I like the train music. I think it's like has a good vibe. I can't tell if the train music. I don't know if it's just my like perception of it, but I think when you slow down, the music is a little bit different. Like if oh. you have to stop and turn around, or it might just be that. So like the train makes like a, you know, like huffing puffing noise when it's rolling, mm-hmm. and that oh. speed of that changes. 
So what happens mm-hmm. is when it's overlaid, it like acts like a beat to the song, right? Yeah. Oh, um, uh, yeah. And so then when you slow down, that slows down. So it could be like adding to that procession, the music is slowing down. But I can't tell if it gets like quieter or whatever. There's also a different overlay when you're fighting an enemy when yes. you're on the train. Yeah. So there's slightly different music for that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it sounds like the train music might be adaptive a little bit, but I think it might also just be a trick of the ear because of the train sound effect yeah. that's happening it's interesting. Time, interesting it is interesting mm-hmm. was there any other music stuff that you all wanted to talk about I don't know no not music stuff. i feel like there's a few things we didn't talk about about the game in general um yeah i was gonna move on to general yeah okay seamless segue to general conclusions yeah 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 segue seamless segue all right um yeah i mean i know i think we talked about this off off mic but not during the podcast um we i think as, did we all agree that we found the controls a little hard? Well, yeah, a little harder than Phantom Hourglass. And I think the main yeah. reason is because we're just doing more with the controls and it's just not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it asked more of the player that wasn't quite up to that motion controls, were, the touch controls weren't quite up to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially like trying to control Zelda. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, controlling Zelda yeah, like- and Link at the same time, I found very frustrating sometimes when like. Zelda's just off screen and I have to stop moving completely to like then switch to her and then you know the the camera's all messed up so I have to find her and then quickly try and get her to draw her path while things are still moving and then I have to start mm-hmm. moving again so there were just times where I just felt like I was rushed and trying to use those controls quickly just what it did not work well uh, especially because like yeah you had to wait for the screen to pan so it would kind of, you were limited in how quickly you can set Zelda going on a, like a sure. longer path. And then I also found like several times where like the, the camera tried to look in the direction that it thought you wanted to be looking at. So like if you had a weapon equipped, yeah. it would pan to one, one side. Yeah. But like then, oh no, I just mean like just, it would pan up or pan down because in mm-hmm. the said one, there were times where it would just give you like a top down view of the whole area. But yes. just generally, Which like, is it helpful was... sometimes, but then sometimes it wasn't. I was like, I'm trying yeah. to move out of this area. I was thinking mm-hmm. of like the block where you have to yeah, roll yeah, the yeah. block, the red and blue sticky out mm-hmm. bit blocks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not trying to do this. I'm trying to go across. Like, yeah. You know, it was a little bit that time. And was then, annoying, um, but... oh, yeah, yeah. So the, the screen would be like looking kind of up, but I wanted the screen to go downward so I could see further mm-hmm. down, but it just wouldn't switch quickly enough. So, yeah, I don't know. There's, I found it. Not as good as Phantom It was definitely harder. It's it's like the same mechanics, but like harder to operate than Phantom Hourglass. I think mm-hmm. like Kayla's assertion, Kayla's Kayla's <laughs> comment that it's like the you're being asked the players being asked to do more. Like yeah, you're mm-hmm. so it's the same mechanic as controlling the Goron kid, but much slower on Zelda. And then like and you have to like draw her you know, like, but you can't, if you start dragging your stylus or whatever, then it goes back to Link. And then, like, mm-hmm. the touch targeting isn't, like, as, it's not very precise. So sometimes mm-hmm. the, like, battle sequences and stuff are, like, faster. Like, I thought the fight with Burn was really hard because you're trying to make sure that he's targeting you. You're trying to make sure that Zelda doesn't get hit. Because if Zelda gets hit, I think it also impacts your health and stuff like that. Like, there, mm-hmm. it's a little bit hard to control everything yeah. and switch between two play like two mm-hmm. characters and then you're right like wait for it to pan 
There were other times where I felt like the camera was really slow too. Like things didn't happen off camera. There's this puzzle where you have to line up the two like blue things that you shoot into in different locations and you have to like shoot one and it opens the door and then you shoot the other one and then it shoots an arrow yeah like into the door you can't like like i would try shooting it and then immediately transitioning back to like link or zelda or whatever but like it has to go through the whole animation of shooting the arrow before you can switch so it actually takes a super long time just to do that um Mm -hmm. like you can't do something else while that action is happening I don't know if it's like just that control, but that's just one example where something's kind of slow when you mm-hmm. could be switching and doing other stuff. Yeah. But yeah. And then like there was a call, like the sand one where you had to have Zelda <laughs> carrying you. So if you and fell controlling down, the sand <laughs> and you control the sand. So if, if Zelda fell down, you then had to get set up all the way from the beginning. And, yeah. um, have her get back on top and uh, you know it's just i don't know i actually didn't have any problem with that part once i figured out that like it never unequipped your sand rod which was nice so like as long as you kept walking with zelda mm. and you just switch back to link and you could just immediately like keep yeah like w- making your sand path like you didn't have to fumble mm-hmm. between equipping and unequipping your sand yeah. rod or anything that's smart i just held the button all but the whole time because you <laughs> could hold the hold the shoulder button to do that yeah like i remember I when i started that section but... i was like oh this is gonna be a bitch but actually yeah. wasn't too bad with how they had it set up it did but make, yeah, anything make that required anxious like, <laughs> yeah. yeah but anything that required like quick precise movements with the touch controls mm-hmm. are kind of dicey like yeah. i complained about this before we were recording but the uh the final boss where you have to protect zelda for a long time while she charges up her power mm-hmm. and it's like Half the time, it I'm trying to slash these boulders, and it thinks I'm doing a roll attack, or it just doesn't register anything at all. It like, just doesn't yeah. like, wiggle or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, go slash the thing! <laughs> Damn <Yeah>. it! <laughs> yeah, it's like half the time I'm like doing nothing, or I'm bashing my face into the rock to protect Zelda. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and fine, I, re- I guess it's fine. <laughs> yeah, and like one, you miss one, and you have to restart the whole thing. So yeah. I was down to literally three quarters of a heart by the time I actually got through that section, just because it mm-hmm. kept messing up and restarting <laughs> mm. yeah but i did like the design of the the dungeons i think the dungeons were like their designs were better yeah and like they the puzzles, puzzles i think were very good mm-hmm. yeah they mm-hmm. had you like you had to do something up up a floor to come back and unlock a new section in that in that same room and then mm-hmm. that brought unlock something else for so that you had to go back to that room again and unlock. yeah it was very neat how they had you, the, the overall like pathing i guess of the dungeon that it set you mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. although that, that did sometimes make it confusing um because there are times yeah. where i'm like okay did, was there something here that i've missed in this this room or did it <laughs> want me to go down to the next room and do something there every now and then but um, yeah i forget like which door i need to go back through or into <laughs> but yeah there are like one or two moments where i like looked up the answer or something and i was like why would i have ever thought of that but for the most <laughs> part they were pretty yeah. fun like puzzles and like the right level of challenging but. and it was definitely like expected zelda knowledge too where it's like i probably need to go stand on that thing and then it's like oh mm-hmm. it'll switch you and zelda or whatever yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? yeah like, those are fun i like, like the uh, the puzzles i liked like the that switching. yeah 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 i liked that a lot i think i, <laughs> I agree there were good puzzles <laughs> i overthought some of them too much because like there's one room where 
Never um, overthink it. Just shoot the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, like, there's another. There was one room where there was uh, the circles and the triangles that you could swap with. Oh yeah. And like, yeah. so I was like, okay, so I need to get switch with Link here to get Zelda over there, and then Link can come here, and then um, I have to get a Zelda over onto this one. So that way you can switch with Link. And there's just a sand so you can get on top of her to cross the, the spikes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that I needed to... I was like, oh, there's the, the the switch thing there. So I have to. I clearly have to use that to get over there. Yeah. <laughs> but I think maybe that was to get back out of there. I had to use it, but I'm fine. <laughs> I don't remember which place you're talking about, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't, um, I don't know the the sand. One thing that I felt like actually some of the tools in this game reminded me of Breath of the Wild, like the sand, just kind of like yes. the ice, like yep. tool. I think there's mm-hmm. some like direct influence there. Yeah, I can't remember. Right. There seems like there's other ones too, but definitely the sand wand where you have to like rod or whatever it's called, where you have mm-hmm. to like it builds up a thing and then you can walk on it and stuff. It's like really mm-hmm. similar to the ice, um, you know. Uh, I know they bring back basically the exact same sand rod in um, Link Between Worlds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the sand rod. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. I like the noise that it makes. I forgot to talk about that. (laughs) It has a good sound effect. It's like, woo, 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 woo. You're like using it on the little (laughs) sand monsters and they like run away from you and then they like. I really hate those those sand monsters. They're so gross. I didn't like them, but I did enjoy using the rod on them. Yes. And there's one where you have to turn them into, you have to make them solidified and then put them on to, like, on switches. switches or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking it's funny when enemies, like, They're like, ah. like, will run away when you have, like, a Look. weapon that's, like, specially made yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like... I definitely tried attacking them with a couple different things before I picked up the rod, and I was like, what do I do? What should I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you respond to anything? You can't blow mm-hmm. them away. You can't hit them with a boomerang. Like, you know, <laughs> can't whip them away. <laughs> I thought the whip was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like we're like Indiana Jonesing it here. We have like yeah. rock boulders and like whips, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, the sand. I remember the sand particularly reminded me of Breath of the Wild. I feel like there was other. There was another tool, like another item that did something similar that reminded me of Breath of the Wild. But mm. I guess there's just like ice stuff, but I, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. the sand uh, wand, though. Mm-hmm. Reminded me of that. Maybe look forward to Breath of the Wild. So. Yeah. That. <laughs> Yay. Mm-hmm. One thing that also I don't didn't know where to talk about this is like, um, as a as sort of a as a, a criticism or something I didn't enjoy was like the dialogue. I feel like there was a lot of just like non-option dialogue where it's like, you know, like, um, like. <laughs> Hey Link, you... let's go to the tower, and you have like let's go or like hmm, mm-hmm, or whatever, and it's like I don't care. Why does this need to be dialogue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do we? Why did we have to stop for this? Like it's not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just like things that are you're forced to interact with that like don't actually require. There is no actual like you're not really choosing anything. Like yeah, I don't know. That's kind I always of find it a little bit funny when games give you like two options and they make the same thing. Where it's like yeah. yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny like. I feel like it would be funny in some of the dialogue, but it's like all the time. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I want to go to the fucking temple. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm too impatient when I play games. I need to chill. But mm-hmm. it's just like, like, it's it's kind of interesting because in in Phantom Hourglass, you don't have a lot of dialogue. Link doesn't have a lot of dialogue. Everybody's always talking yeah. 
around Link or whatever. And it's like it's still funny, but you you don't mm-hmm. you never have to input anything yeah. as your dialogue. So Yeah. I feel like yeah. it was trying to like build up more relationship mm-hmm. between Link and Zelda or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Why? We have that great cutscene um, where we are <laughs> <yeah. laughs> totally convinced. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is the point. But I don't know. I also didn't I'm not a big fan of this the way that Zelda is in this game either, where she's all like kind of tropey, like afraid of rats mm-hmm. and she's all like, "Let's go do the thing. Mm-hmm. We're all we're but like we're doing this together, right, Link? We're so great. Thank you're yeah. doing great. I love you so much." Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> You're not. Yeah, I did think the relationship was cute, but like, yeah, Zelda as a character wasn't too exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like their relationship. It's like it'd be fine sometimes if they were like, "Oh yeah, we did the thing together," like once in a while. But it's like literally after every fucking dungeon, it's like, "Yeah, Zelda, I know. I've mm-hmm. I've been controlling you as a phantom for the last like, <laughs> <laughs> three dungeons." Mm-hmm. Like, I get. Yeah, it. I think they were like, you know, less confident about the relationship than they needed to be because like it was yeah. fine with like the cutscenes were cute. Like it built them. Yeah, up. they're cute. It built them up fine with just like their little like you know links expressions and their little cute interactions like they didn't really really need all the dialogue no yeah no they don't need it and it's okay you don't have to sell us on (laughs) dialogue non-dialogue yeah (laughs) non no option dialogue is what i decided Mm -hmm. to call it (laughs) it's just like there isn't really a choice like you can't really say no you have two yes options you know and it's Mm -hmm. like it's not you don't need a choice if it's not really a a choice just just have yeah. them nod and then you go to the cutscene, like whatever you know like it's fine yeah. they did actually yeah. have a lot of no options that i never took but i was always like what's the reaction if you say like no i'm yeah. tired or whatever yeah. <laughs> i saw that <laughs> it's like let's go now and the option is like no i'm tired i was like this is great <laughs> yeah. that's fine that's fine mm-hmm. it's just when it's like it says like yeah exclamation point or like mm-hmm. it's like okay they these are both <laughs> acquiescence like it's not mm-hmm. the same but yeah i don't know and there's so many better sort of like zelda interpretations mm-hmm. in other games that mm-hmm. it's like you're competing with like tetras and like twilight princess zelda mm-hmm. you know like where even though they have like sort of a non well, well tetra has a relationship with link but like Twilight Princess Zelda has basically no relationship with Link, but then they still are able to develop a relationship, you know, Mm -hmm. very minimal interaction and whatever. Mm -hmm. You have the Zelda that's like with Link the whole time and she's like, are we good? We're good. Are we good? And it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, yeah, I'm helping you. We're together. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. chill. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Hot take. I mean, she does have a personality, which makes her better than some of the Zeldas in the. Yeah. True, true. (laughs) She's present as a character in the story. (laughs) Yeah. She's freaking out about her body, which is legitimate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, <laughs> give me back my body. That's fine. All that dialogue and characterization is fine. It's all the, like, <laughs> sort of girl tropey, you know, character stuff that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Other characters that I'm talking about that I can't think of off the top of my head. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> But she still gets involved with the battle in the end. And also you get to control, like, as a phantom. So she's involved, like, a lot more, which is nice. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you also have... Like, Lineback is a companion and he's funny. But he doesn't really do anything for you until the last battle. So... In which case he goes against you. <laughs> yeah, how rude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, Zelda but, had the... Well, de- oh, wait, of... never mind. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a zombie Zelda in this game. But... 
yeah. or like kind of puppet Zelda, possess Zelda in this game. But mm-hmm. but yeah, so like she's at least also with you the whole time. So you actually have like a companion with you the whole time. So even though her dialogue is kind of annoying, it is also fun in the story to actually have somebody with you. Like you're not like completely fucking alone, which you are mm-hmm. in like every other <laughs> Zelda game mm-hmm. where like Link is yeah. Link is like alone and you're you alone have the whole like task of the saving the world resting on your shoulders. Like at least Zelda is also with you in this game, which is yeah. kind of nice for once. <laughs> Linebeck is with you, but he's not like with you, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, you go take care of that thing. I'm gonna uh repair my ship. Linebeck says, I'll wait by the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, I'm totally here for you as long as you're on my ship. <laughs> Everything else is off limits. <laughs> he helps in the end though, as part of his character growth. Mm-hmm. He stabbed Bellum. Mm-hmm. Character growth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Zelda's like your companion, which is nice. A real companion companion. Mm-hmm. She's not... <laughs> well, I was going to say she's not as slow as Makar, but then I realized that she is, so... <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't she jingle doesn't... while she walks. <laughs> she doesn't jingle the whole time. <laughs> well, she has... There's like armor moving sound effect when the Phantom's walking, mm-hmm. so she does kind of jingle, but... She clanks. <laughs> not, not like a... Not like... She clanks. Yeah, she doesn't jingle. She clanks. <laughs> it's different onomatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those were my complaints, but it was cute overall. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was cute. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it as much as Phantom Hourglass, but I thought it was fun. And cute, so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, did you all think about where you would rank this game in relationship to others? I put it below Minish Cap and above the Oracle games. And Minish Cap is right below Phantom Hourglass. So did I. At first, I was debating on putting it above or below Phantom Hourglass, but then, like, the annoyances built up a little more, so I was like, all right, it's below Phantom <laughs> Hourglass, and they built up a little more, and I was like, all right, I gotta drop it down one more, but it's still not as annoying <laughs> as the fucking Goron dance minigame in the Oracle game, so. <laughs> I also had, like, kind of a similar process, thought process. I also, before I had said that I ranked uh, Link's Awakening and Minish Cap together, but I decided that I needed to separate them, and now's the time. So I have Phantom Hourglass, Link's Awakening, then Minish Cap, then Spirit Tracks. I also put it below Minish Cap. And I think the reason is, like, I don't know why. I mean, it's hard to say. This game is definitely not as good as Phantom Hourglass. And then on top of Mm -hmm. that, I feel like it's not as, like, different as Phantom Hourglass was. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. Link's Awakening is and also like I didn't like the dialogue and like cutscenes as much as I did in Phantom Hourglass. Like Phantom Hourglass has really great, like funny moments and like character moments and like stuff mm-hmm. happening in the background and cutscenes that are really cute and like funny and interesting yeah. and, and different. Mm-hmm. And I think Link's Awakening goes below that because of like Link's Awakening has really funny dialogue and like interesting characters. You know, there's like the animal that's like uh catfishing the guy or whatever (laughs) there's like all these sort of like random funny things that i think make it really charming and interesting and then minish cap has like the minish and whatever and like it's it's cute yeah and then i think below that spirit tracks where it's like it's still cute and fun but it's not as interesting as those other ones Mm -hmm. and then i put also put it above the oracles oracles are below so that was my opinion it's still a good game but i don't Mm -hmm. know yeah there are things i really like about it there's just Enough of a train mm-hmm. things that keeps it from yeah trains. Yeah. I actually did really like driving the train around. <laughs> <laughs> like we at first I was like, oh, this is a little annoying. 
at first i was kind of annoyed i was like this isn't a good as good as sailing but then after a while i was like blowing up rocks and like mm-hmm. <laughs> attacking stuff and i was like this is actually really fun mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. whistle, vibe into the music mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i wonder if that's why i like the train so much is that the the music was much better the sailing mm-hmm. music is good though at least for wind waker where it's like and it like changes you know yeah i love the wind waker sailing yeah i'm thinking of phantom hourglass not like, as, I didn't enjoy sailing yeah. in that very much, very but I, I enjoyed the train. <laughs> <laughs> Merely adequate. And the only difference is, like, the, the sailing music has, like, a different version when you're going in the fog, but, like, there's no mm-hmm. other weather or whatever, so it's not as um, varied. Yeah. Hm. Yeah, the train music is definitely a vibe in this game where it's, like, mm-hmm. you're, like, yeah, I really like going around the train, and I really like the dungeons, but a lot of the yeah, other the stuff dungeons. was yeah. less fun. The story, yeah. <laughs> I feel like all the story is sort of like cobbled together around that. Yeah. It's like, we have good dungeons, we have a good concept with the train, now how do we get, how do we Zelda-ify this <laughs> oh, concept? That was, yeah. that was what I was going to uh, well, talk about. What the fuck tracks? <laughs> like, right. I don't know. How long have they been there? Have trains existed this whole time? <laughs> Did they just have trains, you know, a thousand years ago? <laughs> I feel like the story, like, it takes itself really seriously for how inherently ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love how inherently ridiculous it is, but... <laughs> I mean, me too. It's like, I'm not questioning it, but my interpretation, the way that I chose to headcanon it is, like, the tower is a physical place that holds it in, and then they actually, like, spread something into the ground to, like, hold it in as if it's, like, like kind of, like, chains in the ground or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. As tracks, as fucking train tracks, I guess. I guess they turn them into train tracks. I don't know. Whatever. And then there's like a whole spirit train, and there's like, yeah, an like evil a evil train, train and demon like... train. So I guess there's yeah. just like a train history in this. What did they do? How did they become trains? Maybe that's how trains were invented by looking at the like demon train and spirit train. <laughs> like... Look at these creatures. I mean, this, the demon train has a face, so it's yeah, definitely like okay anthropomorphic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the evil trains I, all have faces maybe the spirit train doesn't have a face because it's like artificial like it was created to fight the demon train mm-hmm. and like the demon train is like straight trains. up a human face though like the evil yeah, trains I don't, are, the normal evil like trains kind of, are just kind of regular cartoony train faces but yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the demon train is kind of like it's just like uncanny an, valley like thomas the tank engine modeled human tr- human face yes. on the, yeah it's on like weird thomas the tank engine this is what i'm saying <laughs> it's like evil evil thomas the tank engine yeah. <laughs> in the uncanny valley like it's like, like a more it realistic the- <laughs> human face than has been in any zelda game yeah in front of that train <laughs> yeah it's not okay but it is an <laughs> evil train all the evil stuff is like there's a clear cut of whose music is evil and whose isn't mm-hmm. and the, which yeah. train is evil and which one isn't <laughs> there's a very yeah. clear line between good and evil in this ga- <laughs> zelda game <laughs> yeah well, so you have the spirits of good <laughs> Yeah, right. Don't ask questions. And then demons, <laughs> just like the demon, demon king. He's not just a demon, he's a demon king. <laughs> That's how you know he's the, the primary evil. And his name has bad in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you know it's bad. It's like, instead of Mallard, how about Maledis? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Cosm, where would you rank this game? <laughs> I think Blue oh, so Awakening. Tracks. Okay, below Link's Awakening. So you have yeah. Phantom Hourglass, Minish Cap, Phantom Hourglass, Oracles, and Link's Awakening. And so then you think below that also. Spirit Tracks, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And mine is Link's Fine. Awakening, Phantom Hourglass, Minish Cap, Spirit Tracks, and then Oracles. Yeah, then Oracles. Cosm mm-hmm. really liked the Oracles games. 
I I think I like them in theory more than I actually like playing them. Nostalgia uh, yeah, I like them. Yeah. I liked what they could. No, have I just been. yeah, like <laughs> yeah. like I just think that it was creative, and I like the idea of the two yeah. of them interacting together. And I think there was a lot mm-hmm. of elements that like I I feel like were were cool, but while playing them, it was like uh, mm-hmm. I wish yeah. they had done it better. You know, mm-hmm. um, I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, the only game on this list that I think was bad is Zelda 2. Like, yeah. <laughs> every other one I've enjoyed to some degree. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even think Zelda 2 is bad. I think it's just way too hard to be enjoyable. But yeah. some people are like, in, I, I love that enjoy best. It. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. in like an objectively this is crap kind of way. It just, I did not enjoy this. Therefore, I did not yeah. enjoy this. I did enjoy game in my experience. <laughs> I didn't enjoy anything about it. I didn't enjoy the overworld. I didn't enjoy the vibes i didn't enjoy trying to figure out what to do it was very unobvious what you're supposed to do i did enjoy next. the palace theme it was a banger yes yeah yes. it was pretty great all the, palace the only thing really i enjoyed good. zelda 2 i also really liked zelda 2 had the crazy thunderbird final yeah, boss yeah, yeah, thing yeah, yeah, that yeah. one was pretty dope yeah yeah some of the sprites were really cool some of the enemies were really cool mm-hmm. yeah. it also had the horrifying like uh what were they iron knuckles in that game or dark nuts whatever you know you know <laughs> you know, I don't know those they guys. Me all the time. I mean, they were kind of a, <laughs> yeah. they killed me all the time. But then sometimes it was like a statue that you would hit stuff. It had cool things, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, yeah. that was uh, I would definitely. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, there's still stuff. The to only one I wouldn't play again too. It's just mm-hmm. it's too hard. Not fun. <laughs> the people who like it are all like, oh, I loved the combat, and it's like I hated the combat. Yeah, <laughs> I hated everything about it. Yeah. It's like my number one <laughs> dying qualification for being a good game is that it's fun. Mm-hmm. yeah games should be fun and so it's not fun that doesn't it's qualify. not fun for us it seems to be yeah. fun for some people i don't know mm-hmm. anyone in real life who seems to enjoy it but yes they're out there i've seen them on the interwebs they're all like zelda 2 is the best typing really hard <laughs> fervently into their into reddit or whatever but like, and i'm not going to argue with them because they scare me so <laughs> Like Wind Waker sucks, not enough combat, and you're like, we can roll around. <laughs> I don't know what. What more do you want? <laughs> Look, I pressed the A button and his helmet came off. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I rolled around. Now I can see his little Anubis head or whatever. <laughs> I can slice off like multiple parts of their armor. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what people want anyway. <laughs> and then you also just like do it in a Twilight Princess. You have to learn it. The <laughs> the the link from the past has to tell you about it you know yeah. you don't just you don't just do it but you just yeah. do it the disgruntled <laughs> spirit of ocarina of time link has to come and tell you what to do how to how to fucking use a sword uh, like you're an idiot i love so <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have this podcast because <laughs> there's random strange things to appreciate about all of them <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I think these are all legitimate rankings. I I don't know. I just it just like just wasn't as good. Um, I like how we've all got kind of like the same clusters with like different orderings. Yeah. within those clusters, like we've all got like the same like top four in different orders. And, yeah, and, yeah, like, the same like next four in different orders. Mm-hmm. I think Roughly. they're all objectively. <laughs> the thing is that the so the top four that Kit was referring to for people who aren't looking at our. Our list is like Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, basically. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think anybody can argue that those are not 
good they're they're great the great games the best (laughs) games ever made and also like sort of (laughs) critical and like seminal in game like design like ocarina of time Mm. and like z targeting and stuff like there's just like things about them that are also sort of like relevant just for in their in their historical context also i mean like Mm -hmm. twilight prince was also one of the first games for the wii so it's like one of the first games that had motion control probably like you know i don't know like they're all semi-functional motion control hey 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 at least i just mean there was worse motion control before that (laughs) definitely (laughs) that wasn't like the connector or whatever (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's worse else, but it, after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> Someone called a burn unit. <laughs> it had motion controls that didn't cause people to throw their Wii remote through the screen, like some of the games that work out for the Wii, like Wii Bowling in particular. It was like number one cause of TV damage. <laughs> I seriously love the progression of warning screens on Wii games as you go down yeah. the timeline. <laughs> also, the forced like buying them with the cushion around them too. They're like, we can't mm-hmm. stop people from throwing their from like wearing the strap and like not having sweaty mm-hmm. hands. So I guess we just need to cushion the remote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see. Yeah, <laughs> the progression of the Wii motes themselves too. It's like the first one just had that little <laughs> slidey strap to yeah. Yeah. strap in place. Then the later ones had that one that like buckles it Snap. down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. they came with the and then they came with the, the squishy little, thing. Otterbox thing. (laughs) Otterbox, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a a squishy silicone case. (laughs) They just kept trying. They're like, how do we get people to stop breaking shit with our Wiimotes? But then for the (laughs) Switch, for the Switch, they just switch back to like snap uh, bands. It doesn't have a protection thing. Well, I think because those things are small and much easier. Yeah, it's much easier to to grasp. Yeah, they're not Um, like. (laughs) Right, the plastic is also. textured it's kind yeah. of like a, i got a more matte texture so i think it's easier to grip it but yeah they're just a lot lighter. they're also less hefty so they're not going to do as much damage if they do slide out of your hand i think people also have less glass tvs than they used to because the Wii <laughs> still came out when crts were still like not like popular but prevalent like we had a crt mm-hmm. tv still mm-hmm. so but yeah i guess people were making their widescreens their lcds and whatnot so maybe TVs can stand up to a little more stuff being thrown at them now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what medium we're putting LEDs in now. <laughs> anyway, next time. Uh, I don't have a catchy um, end phrase this time. Sorry. Next time we can oh, text no. at the TV. Yeah, Yay. we can. How exciting. <laughs> that fan- Next time we're playing um, Skyward Sword. Yeah. That game yeah. came out with the Wii Remote Plus. I mm-hmm. don't remember mm-hmm. if it had the squishy things yet. But I remember it was it came out when the Wii Remote Plus was out, so it was definitely later in the Wii yeah. cycle, for sure, yeah. in the evolution of the Wii. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you what the warning screen so- shows. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try the Switch version because I want to try the. It also has motion controls, so I'm excited about that. Also, I just love the Switch, so <laughs> whatever. I'm gonna but see if I my Wii on the Wii U works. Uh, otherwise, I'll use the Switch version probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know mine work because I tested them for Twilight Princess, but then I was like, I can't play this game half in reverse and then half not in reverse. Um, Mm -hmm. So I chose to just stick with the Wii U. Also, like, I don't... I have the Wii U set up, but I couldn't find all the Wii 
components, I don't think, unless you need mostly the same ones. I might be able to plug in the Wii, but like the, I couldn't find like the cords. I have the console, but I couldn't find the cables. <laughs> so, so okay. when you I use the Wii, U, the Wii U, but... you can, but it has to boot into the stupid Wii menu and it takes forever. Yeah. So enjoy that, I guess. Enjoy your 10 minutes waiting for the Wii menu, the Wii menu to boot up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I can play it, but I think I'm going to, I want to see what the Switch version is like if it doesn't have yeah. if the motion controls are like whatever then i'll try it on the thing as long as i can charge up my sword and hear the sound effect that will be fine <laughs> that'll be enough yeah. i only played, i never had a uh, huge problem with the motion controls so i'm looking forward to it i don't remember i mean i only <laughs> played that game briefly um <laughs> just like i only played yeah, i played it up until the last um silent hill spirit realms part and i was just like not again <laughs> i'm done with this so i got pretty far in the game so okay well, that's, that's fine. scary probably, you probably beaten it yeah Once. can't wait I tried, huh? I tried a second time and didn't get very far so we'll see how mm. i do this time you play a lot of ocarina of time but have you played most zelda games like more than one time have you beaten them more than one time I've beaten Wind Waker th three times, I'm pretty sure. Um, and Majora's Mask, and uh, uh, I've played several times. Ocarina of Time, countless times, if you count the randomizer. Right. Um, some of the Game Boy games I've beaten multiple times, like I think Minish Cap, um, I, playing it here was my third time beating it. I'm pretty sure I beat the Oracle games... Uh, both all the way through twice before um but and I don't remember Twilight Princess if I beat it uh a second time or not. Um hmm. but I beat it for this Did I did I beat this, it? Didn't you? I thought I'm you pretty did. sure I did. I don't I mean you weren't emulating it, which was the cause of all the other ones not <laughs> other games that you didn't finish right no no like like <laughs> uh, the the seasons i just didn't get through um and I think I didn't, nobody none of us got through both yeah <laughs> because that was and fun. then um wind waker i got I, I i tried to do too much i i didn't just try to beat the game i so i, I went and side quest heavy i just yeah um yeah. and i i so that one i didn't get have enough time to uh breath of the wild I think I beat that because I, I started it in hard mode. I don't remember how far I got. Um, I'm pretty sure I got pretty far. Oh, you far. restarted. I was like, why did you start in hard mode? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, after I beat it, you, I, I played it, it again okay. in hard mode. Yeah. Um, yeah, the and... only one that I had beaten before this podcast was Breath of the Wild. I had played almost all the way through Wind Waker. I'm pretty sure I was just in like the last, the tower where you have to fight all the puppet ganons that was where i stopped and i was like i'll finish that and then i never did so <laughs> it was like pretty close that's like the second to last fight <laughs> after beating yeah, it as a kid this, i, I didn't like, really wow. beat games so yeah, a lot of these yeah. i like played pretty far but didn't finish unless i played them again when i was older so like wind waker i'd beat and because i played it several times into my adulthood mm -hmm. and ocarina majora's mask i'd beat just because i played them through for the first time all the way on the uh the 3ds remakes so mm -hmm. but a lot of the other ones like phantom hourglass and spirit tracks i both played through most of the way like i looked at my old save file and i had beaten all the dungeons i just didn't finish finish the game and, mm -hmm. and like i hadn't beat twilight princess 
until this time all the way through. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have the opportunity to be a Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. It's going to take forever. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Games that are designed to be played for years, so we play them in a month. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fine. Yeah, Skyward Sword came out when I was in college, so... Me too. When I was at the point where I was like, I don't want to play this, I'm scared. I put it down and then didn't pick it up again because I didn't have time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Basically, I was like, <laughs> like new, what happened in college would be like, new game comes out, I buy, like, we buy it because it's like, oh, this is exciting, I'm going to play this new game. Play for like a few hours and then have to go fit, do work and then never play it ever again. That's, that's what happened with Skyward Sword. Yeah, because I think I got it for Christmas, so I had some of the Christmas break to play it. But right. Then, like, once I brought it back to college with me, I played for a little bit and then got busy, and so dropped off when I was when I stopped. Yes. Anyway, I'm excited to play Skyward Sword. I think it's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to these games were cute and all, but I'm looking forward to like another 3D, like yeah. 3D yeah. Zelda game. <laughs> it's funny that we said the same thing, describe it the same way. <laughs> <laughs> The same strange way, not like <laughs> the same metaphorical way. <laughs> yeah, another another immersive 3D Zelda game. It's going to be fun, I think. Mm-hmm. Trains. Trains. <laughs> anyway, I guess we'll see you. I don't know when the fuck this episode comes out. Hold on, wait. Because this comes out a- April? Hold on, let me just check. <laughs> yeah, so join us May 1st for Skyward Sword. Yay. See you then. Yay. Mayday. Yay. <laughs> Not to be confused with Mayday. Like, <laughs> yeah. Calling for help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
song enemy, enemy fighting music mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's really and, like, cool I, are, doesn't the, the themes things. like switch between like when a boss is weak versus when they're not it like switches and then when you hit them in that weakened state there's even more like adaptability to the i don't know i just know that this it's like there's a background music mm-hmm. that changes speed or whatever like it doesn't like uh it doesn't change speed it just increases in intensity yeah and then there are your links there's like attacks when you hit with the sword there's different sound effects that are added and there's mm-hmm. different ones that play so there's yeah. like multiple different ones it goes like do 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 and then there's like a couple mm-hmm. different versions of that and then on top of that there's like link screaming or whatever mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. or whatever enemy noises are also happening yeah but yeah so the uh i think the, i remember there being something yeah. with the boss music like that mm-hmm. maybe i don't know mm-hmm. but yeah it's i i know for sure the like general enemy fighting mm-hmm. music is like highly adaptable so probably yeah. could be the same could be applied to the boss music yeah but yeah i thought it was pretty cool Anyway, let's play Wind Waker again. One music thing I liked in this game was um, in the like interior part of the Tower of Spirits, like when you're climbing up the stairs mm. before you go into any of the temple part. It's like each level you get, it like adds more instrumentation and like makes it more complex, which I always mm. love when games do that. Mm-hmm. And it has more, that also that part of the, map has like kind of a more zelda e zelda vibe because it also has like the chanting and stuff um mm. but yeah it's cool you're right that it, it adds more stuff as you go higher up which is pretty mm-hmm. neat it makes the temple this like also has to sort of like repeating like you go to the same place multiple times so it makes the temple like more interesting also or like the yeah. tower of spirits more interesting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the vibe is yeah different. and it makes that also like, walk climb takes the... forever yeah, it makes the <laughs> yeah. last climb at the end feel fairly epic because it's like mm-hmm. it goes from like just sort of vague like wind sound effects to like oh. this sort of like epic theme at the end once you go to like confront the yeah like final it's challenge cool. and everything. It's kind of like Ganon's music in uh, Ocarina of Time where you're mm-hmm. like climbing the tower and it gets louder and louder and louder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a thing in uh, one of the Pokemon games. I want to say it's black and white, but I'm not sure. Someone mm-hmm. did a lot of cool music things, but it's like. When you're going to the Pokemon League, you like go through these little checkpoints where they check if you got each badge, and like mm. each time you pass a checkpoint, it would like add some like new instrumentation to the back. Nice, so it was nice. really cool. <laughs> That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. But yeah, I love whenever a game does something like that. Where it just like keeps adding stuff to the to the same music. Hmm. There's just like it's interesting when games do interesting things with music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I was reading about how untitled goose game has <laughs> like a bunch of different have you if you if you're familiar with untitled goose game i mean it's a great game for many reasons but one of the things that makes it's it another game with a dedicated like... make noise button yes <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes it great <laughs> the the soundtrack is like classical music but the way that the soundtrack was created is like the a pianist recorded so they took this these pieces of music and like cut them into chunks basically and recorded them at different speeds and so, like, when you start to interact with the goose and you start to do things and, like, make more trouble, then it, like, plays things at a different speed or, like, plays it faster or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's also adaptable based on what the player is doing. And so it was, like, purposely recorded that way, which is very interesting. But, like, when you hear it, it sounds, like, seamless. It's very, very interesting. Mm. They, um, 
the reason that I read about this is because I was looking at this website where they're selling like a Untitled Goose Game vinyl record soundtrack. Mm. And I was like, I mean, the soundtrack is pretty. Like, I, I never really thought about it. But the soundtrack on the vinyl record, the vinyl record is recorded in such a way that it has two tracks. So it also has like a sort of random experience of playing it. You get like one or the other track mm. when it's playing, which is pretty cool. So anyway. It's like, oh, so the, on top of that, they also made like a vinyl record that like plays random, sort of random music, like a sort of semi-random. It can play one of these, one or two of the tracks. Hmm. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's really cool. Anyway, mm -hmm. this is my random facts about Goose Game, but <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting way to do a soundtrack where like, I know. I adaptive music and it's, in games. It's always so cool. Yeah. And it sounds like you don't even notice Mm -hmm. Like, you would never be like, oh, this piece of music is just getting faster. It's just like, you're just like, there's more action happening in the game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. It's yeah. cool. I think the first time I, like, consciously experienced it was with Banjo-Kazooie. Mm -hmm. Where, like, the, the music will, like, change depending on where you are on the map. Yeah. It's, like, the same mm -hmm. basic song, but it, like, adds, adds and takes away different things. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, like, blew my tiny mind. I noticed that because I didn't play Banjo-Kazooie very much. I'm very familiar with the fucking pause screen music that <laughs> is so obnoxious that my sister always left on because she played Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. No? Okay. So... So fucking annoying. I mean, it's so great, but it's really annoying. <laughs> but yeah, like I noticed that because when you commented on that uh, in our chat, I was like, oh, I'm going to go look at the music because like I agree, but I didn't know why. And then I was like looking at all the variations and there is like a lot of mm -hmm. different music for Banjo-Kazooie for like, it's like, oh, a theme when you're underwater, a theme when you're in this land, a theme when you're here. There's like Gruntilda's mm -hmm. theme here, Gruntilda's theme underwater, Gruntilda's mm -hmm. theme in the in the woods or whatever i don't know but yeah so there's like a substantial amount of variation yeah underwater yeah. music is really fun and pretty i don't know why mm -hmm. people think like harp harp sounds like underwater but apparently that's what the sound is mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah i think it was like, similar <laughs> in, yeah uh, there's a variation of gratilda's theme for like every level when you're near the yeah. like, entry portal mm -hmm. and then like there's an underwater theme version of every theme and yeah yep. yeah shout out to great kirkhope Yep, yep. Yes, <laughs> it's great. It's great. Mm -hmm. Obnoxious environmental music. <laughs> it's definitely got its own vibe. <laughs> it has a. It has a vibe. Um, mm -hmm. It has a specific vibe. But yeah, it's cool. Like how much variation there is. Because also, I think N sixty four games like they they have a lot of music. They can have a lot of music. I just don't remember a soundtrack being as extensive as that one. Yeah. Um, maybe Super Mario 64. Maybe. Which has a pretty big soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And then, like, probably Ocarina of Time has a pretty big soundtrack. Probably Majora's yeah, Mask Ocarina's has an even bigger good. one, actually. Yeah, I know yeah. Mario 64 um, reused some of their, a lot of their tracks for different levels. But, mm -hmm. but they had a but lot there's of levels, like the. So. <laughs> and they have a lot of enemies. Like, the Piranha Plant has its own music, you know, when you're walking up mm -hmm. to it. And, like... So there's a lot of sound that changes when you're approaching mm -hmm. enemies. Like maybe the level music is the same, but yeah, there's a lot of, there's some variation too. Anyway, those are all my takes about other random games. Yeah. <laughs> music. Yeah. I could see more Banjo-Kazooie music for you, even N64. though I never played it. Yeah, N64 <laughs> nostalgia. 
corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I well, it definitely sounds. I'm to play that now. <laughs> you should. It has that vibe. And also, like, this console has similar sort of, like, level of technology capability mm-hmm. in terms of, like, the screen. I think the sound can be a little bit more flexible, but uh, it kind of, it lends itself to music that's very similar to the N64, I think, because yeah. of the, the structure. Except in stereo, because there's two speakers. <laughs> <laughs> Although N64 music might be in stereo because it was played through a TV, so I don't know. That could, it could be wrong about that. Mm. Uh, it might have stereo, and I don't remember. Yeah, because it was AV, right? It had it had two audio mm-hmm. plugins. Yeah, it should. Mm-hmm. But then, like, yeah, they yeah, make... had those, the yellow one and the red one. <laughs> <laughs> one for V, or the white one. I don't remember yeah. which one was that. Maybe, maybe that's like the new like Lineback's like cousin or something. You know, like maybe they. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they. Have, maybe mm-hmm. they're they have the same grandparents. Is what I'm trying to say. That would make them cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. I've never <laughs> had to like backtrack that relationship. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, once you get past like first cousins, I'm lost when it comes to tracking yep. like relationships. <laughs> the good news in English is they're all cousins, so you don't have to yeah. know. <laughs> Just like my yes. cousin, <laughs> mm-hmm. my f- relation. And you get the cousins that aren't actually related to you. They're just the children of family friends. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because yeah. we grew up in the South, though. That's, I don't know if, I don't know if oh, other people I mean, do that. that's a thing oh, for me, oh, too. Also, right, right, right. Yes, yeah. you have a lot of cousins have, that are uh, non-related. New York Italian relatives. Cousins. You mean cousins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like in the, I don't know, everybody growing up is like aunt so-and-so and cousin so-and-so, mm-hmm. but they're not related mm-hmm. to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. You're still discovering, like, well into your adulthood. You're like, wait, I'm not related to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, trying to explain that it's, like, are my cousins, people that I call my cousins are, like, my mom's cousin's children or whatever. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Anyway, listen, this was Cousin Corner. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. Yeah. Oh, the train. Oh, <laughs> train. <laughs> The train's gonna like crush an evil train. It's <laughs> speeding up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Kayla to be like trains, but yeah. <laughs> I was hoping the train would come by again. But <laughs> <laughs> if we wait long enough, it'll come by. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like we only had one train visit this recording so far, so that's yeah. like. It's a very mm-hmm. minimal amount. We usually have like two per recording. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so less trains on this recording than in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry, my lizard is looking at me. Hi. Aww. What do you want? <laughs> He's probably mad because I'm here and the light's on. That's fine though. <laughs> Why everything you move so much? I mean slowly, but He's like, You have bug? <laughs> <laughs>